like a spoons isn't like a like a therapy. It's just like an analogy, just like a way to talk about your shit. It's like, oh, my spoons are my cups. It's like also she didn't invent anything. Just cups. My cups aren't full. I don't have enough cups, but they're just spoons instead of cups. But so, uh, well, I don't know what you're talking about, but (laughs) but (laughs) I don't know. Hold for the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there is an auction up right now. What is it? Hey, God. What? what are you starting? You're like doing yeah, an I was official start. This is hey, start. It's, it's Busy Phillips is doing her best. The podcast, Busy Phillips is mm-hmm. trying to bid in an auction. What's for sale? Mm-hmm. Uh, today, right now, yeah. this is a, there's a great auction happening. Uh, I am trying to get some. Oops, lost it. Okay, didn't win. <laughs> didn't get that. Well, okay. What was it? Fuck! It sold for two hundred and fifty dollars. Damn it! It was a croquet thing, like a croquet set. Uh huh. Like Alice in Wonderland. Uh huh. I like croquet. Cricket and I played croquet, and I don't know where it all. I don't know where it went. I don't know what happened. Okay. To it. Um, Two hundred. Listen, there are more for a croquet set. Yeah. I don't think that's a lot. Oh, I. It's like really nice, like a vent, like a really nice vintage one. Okay. Interesting. I don't no, know. I haven't. You think that's a lot? No, I just haven't shopped for a croquet set in mm. a while, so I don't know what they're going for. <laughs> anyway, um, th- this is the first day of this experiment that we're doing, where we're gonna tape a short amount tape record. Yep. There's no tape. Uh, we're we gonna do whatever we want. We're gonna we could rec- tape it if we want. <laughs> we're gonna. We, we could be recording this. We could do this video vibes. Yeah, we could. I don't, you, know. Um, I don't know. You're going to have to bid on a tape machine if we want to tape it. You're going to have to find a vintage recorder. And uh, like a video, like videotape? I don't, I, I mean, any type of tape. There's, well, there's a few types. I think I have a, I think I have a, um, I think I have a, 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 um, a vintage VHS. camcorder. Okay. I, I don't right. know if it's a, yeah, I don't know if it's um a camcorder hmm. specifically. Maybe that's our hook. Maybe maybe that's our thing. We just uh, go backwards in technology increasingly as you get deeper into buying vintage things until we're like recording the podcast on wax cylinders. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind any of it. And then what's going on? So part of the reason why, guys, we wanted to do this was because we felt like we were like reacting or talking about things that like, then we're like, well, that already happened. And there's just too much that happens in a week. And we just wanted to check in with each other and with you. Yeah. Am I too, am I too hyped? I'm at work right now. So I'm a little bit in comedy biz mode, but I like, which can be, I like comedy biz and I like that you have a latte on the way. So you're just going to get more comedy busy, more, more. I mean, it's, it's just going to increase. 
over the next Truly. few minutes. I think it'll be so interesting. So yeah, so we're aiming to record like 10 or 15 minutes a day. This could be mm-hmm. either be like the most fascinating thing or the most annoying thing we've ever done. Mm-hmm. But we've never hesitated to annoy people, I don't think. So Mm-mm. <laughs> no, for sure not. I mean, people and also but also like I think like listen, if people are annoyed by us, that's they don't, I mean, they have choices to make in their lives, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe some people like to be annoyed by us. Maybe. If that's your thing, like, I'm I'm not going to stop you. I think if that's your thing, you need a new thing. Yeah, I do. But I'm, but like, you know, that's, that's for them to decide. It's not for her. It's not for her. It's not for her. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. So Busy's in her dressing room at Girls 5 Eva. <clears throat> and um, she just was got in her cozy clothes. She almost did this naked. Mm-hmm. But then ultimately decided to... I was thinking to, about it. Yeah. I was thinking about it. Yeah. You just got to be careful, so, though, because it's Zoom and we could get Zoom bombed. And I don't want anyone to... Oh, that's true. I don't want a stranger to see your tits. Yeah. I mean, I don't care about my tits. <laughs> I care. I I do care about my vagina, and I want like I don't need a ton of people seeing my vagina, but I don't really care about it either. It's, I actually decided I don't don't care about any of it anymore. Do you? Um, like, I'm really serious. Like, who fucking cares? Bodies is bodies is bodies is bodies is bodies. Like, we gotta like get rid of like all of it because, like, it's just being used as um. A weapon. Like, our bodies have been weaponized against us. Yeah. You know? And it's as women, specifically, but also lots of people. And I'm just not here for it anymore. So, like, I don't know. You need a picture of my vagina? You need a picture of my tits? Okay. Whatever. (laughs) It's weird. I I mean... It's on you. It's It's just my fucking body. It's done a lot. My vagina's birthed out two children. These tits have fed them. Yeah. Also, they've been sexual. All of the parts of my body. Yeah. Well, all of them? I don't know. No, I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, in a way, sort in of. In a way, right? sort of. Um, we should tell people what you're eating. It's a, oh, is it a brownie? No, it's a gluten-free banana bread. Oh, that's fun. It's okay. <laughs> now um, I want a brownie, you kn- so that's annoying. You know, I earned um, my way through college um, dealing with the naked bodies of the elderly. So I think for the most part, like, I don't care whatever, whatever. Like, I don't care, but I do start to note, like, I'm on the other side of that hill where I'm starting to look more like the people I once took care of than less, you know? Where I'm like, well, it's all, it's coming for all of us. Yeah. Casey. I'm like, oh, my skin does that now. No. Oh, okay. yeah. She's coming Woo. for all of us. Woo. Oh, God. Guess what I did? What? Um, at work. So, you know, we do these flashbacks where I'm supposed to be like uh, essentially a teenager, yeah. like 19, 20 years old. And I always like, so I wear super push up y bras when I'm in my modern day summer thing. And I do lots of like those little jelly cutlets. Yeah. You know, so that it looks like she has maybe fake boobs, really big fake boobs kind of. Yeah. It works. That stuff really works. There's lots of just lots of things lots to make you tricks. look like you got big boobs. Um anyway, the point being that I like in the flashbacks because it's supposed to be the late 90s early 2000s that summer 
like just has small natural boobs. And so I don't want them to be like pushed up or whatever. Yeah. And then she like doesn't wear a bra. But then I was like, but you know, I do have 42 year old boobs that have, as I mentioned, yeah. fed some people, done some things, seen some shit, yeah. guys, if we're being They've real. seen some shit. They've seen some shit, these tits. So uh, I realized that if I took the skims, the Kim Kardashian boob tape, if I just put one piece of tape starting just below my nipple and then lifted it up ever so slightly and attached it, that it looks like natural boobs that are not uh, fallen from age. Interesting. Fallen from grace. Yeah. Or age. Yeah. They haven't fallen from grace, these tests. No, They've they're... definitely fallen from age. <laughs> That's interesting. I think they make a product that specifically does that. Um, I think I've seen that. I've never tried it. For me, I think the best trick for looking like you have big boobs is to have 40... 4G boobs. That's no, but this was really. I know. Yes, I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, but this wasn't. No, I was saying the opposite. Like when I'm summer in the oh, present like, day, yes, I have, like, do. I wear. I do all the things. I have like the push-up bras from Victoria's Secret and the cutlets yes, yes. and all that stuff. But when, um, but when I'm like in flashback mode and I'm just trying to be like natural 19 yeah, year old that tape I like helps. To, the look yeah. of like not wearing a bra yeah. but my boobs were still like yeah a little bit them. lower yeah the ergo yeah I realized that if I took one piece of tape and just used it as like a little lift also this brings me to the strings in the face slash strings in your boobs somebody was telling me mm, you can get the strings in up. your boobs you can get the strings in your boobs. I wondered about that because you can also get like that mesh to like hold your uterus in. Well, that's not, I mean, if you've watched late night television at any point in the last 10 years, you know, so there's lots of lawsuits about that. So what, so, but what I'm wondering is, is there a whole shapewear that can be like installed in me under my skin? For sure. But here's the thing. Do you want, this brings me back to my original thing. Do you want something inside your body, especially given that you and I have Ellers, Dan, Lowe's? <laughs> you're, you're 100% certain you have it now. 100%. 100% certain. Well, no, the doctor told me I have it. Oh, did you get like genetic <laughs> testing or something? Or he just like, yeah, oh. she, no, she was like, you're, and I guess there's like a, a scale sort of. Yeah, there's there's like many different forms of it. Right. And so there's a scale on which they sort of put you. Mm-hmm. And I'm about like a five or six on the scale. I don't know what the scale's out of, if it's out of 10, if it's out of 100. I don't fucking know. But I do know that she placed me at like a five or six on the scale. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. They, um, they do genetic testing for it. There's several different types. Hopefully you... It sounds like you probably just have hypermobile, not just, but hypermobile Ellers, Danlos. Well, I have the hypermobility yeah. for sure, but I also have like stomach. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of it. That's part of it. Stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you know, and my aunt has mm-hmm. it. And I told you Birdie has it. We think, yeah. I think. Yeah. You Birdie, is, Birdie is all about the WebMD um, <laughs> and just 
all these kids are. It's not even WebMD. I'm sorry. It's TikTok. <laughs> like they all just like diagnose themselves now. Like, well, it's wild. Thank God they can because a lot of them are going to grow up to not have health care if we keep. For sure. 100%. Like the like WebMD has been so many people's doctor for for so long. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad you uh, figured out that trick with the the. KKW um, boob tape. You could use. I thought it was you could use one long piece to make like a halter over your the back of your neck. Yeah, I mean, sure. I you could do any number of things. I just think normally that tape is used to like really push them together and pull yeah, and push them yeah. up. You know, but this is just like and when, yeah, yeah. And I was really surprised by its use in terms of like just making him look like I had perfect natural young boobs. That's good. That's All right. Great. Top story of today. Top story of today so far as far as I can tell from the internet is um, Paul, Rudd. Paul Rudd is the sexiest man alive, which he's sexy. All right. Sure. I like here's what I'll say. I like that an older gentleman mm-hmm has been made the sexiest mm-hmm. man alive. I like that. Mm-hmm. Even though it just, every time we have to have this conversation about how Paul Rudd's not aging, I'm exhausted. Like, it's just him. I'm just like, it, not that he's not. He's mm-hmm. I've recently seen him in person, and he does. He looks young. It's, we can't deny it. But I just feel like it's not, people keep saying it like they just realized it. It's annoying. Yeah, I hear Yeah. It. It's, um, yeah, it's like we... It, you didn't just discover that Paul Rudd looks young. We all, everybody knows. Everyone knows he looks young, guys. And I, I, That's like been his thing for so long. I think, here's what I'm going to say. Here's the two things yeah, that I it. think about Paul Rudd. I think he has a boyish face, which helps sure. him look young. I also think that um, he's not super, super skinny like a lot of guys um who are performers, a lot of guys who are movie stars, really, really are very, very thin. And that tends to make you look aged. And I think Paul Rudd is just like normal. And so just that normalness makes him look younger. Wait, you think that a lot of movie star dudes are really skinny? Yes. I think that they work out a lot. I don't know if skinny is the right thing. I'm trying to think. I'm always very shocked at how small, how how thin male celebrities are. Who are we even talking about? Let's name some. I can't let's even name, think of any. Let's name names. Okay, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, I think is, yeah, I think he's thin. Pretty skinny. Yeah. Well, who do you think is like very muscle bound? Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Well, you can see that, right? I would think yeah. that it's here's what is so weird. People always say that thing, the camera adds 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. The camera does all kinds of weird shit. It doesn't just Truly. like it subtracts pounds from certain people. It mm-hmm. adds pounds to certain people. Mm-hmm. It hides certain people's muscles. It makes mm-hmm. certain people look bigger. Like I saw mm-hmm. Matthew Broderick one time on the street and mm-hmm. his arms were so jacked that I almost screamed. And I was like, Matthew Broderick, like Ferris Bueller has like wildly jacked arms. The person That's kind of amazing. Kind of amazing. And like it's possible that his body changed, that he was working out for a role. I can't imagine what role 
Matthew Broderick would land that would require no. him to have ginormous biceps, but they looked very big to me. The person, the person that shocks me that I think he looks so fantastic on camera, but mm-hmm. then when you see him in person, he's very, very thin to me is Scott Foley, the actor Scott Foley that, you know, from Scandal, mm-hmm. handsome, leading man. Um, I've worked with him. I've worked with him. Yeah, I find he's really, really thin. Like, like you know, thin like my son Eli is thin. Um, where you're like, how is an adult man that thin? Um, that's what I think. And it's just how he naturally looks. But I think on camera, he looks average yeah. size. But he's thinner okay. than you would expect. Like a Jack Skellington type of thing going on there. Well, we were talking about Pete Davidson's height the other day and how weird that is. Well, that is. was a wild, that was wild. Yeah. It's so strange. And and again, I, I've brought this up before. Mariah Carey's height is very deceptive. I always think she's tiny and she's not. She's quite tall. I've gone through the myriad of things that people have said to me <laughs> that are insulting in public uh, when they recognize me but it is always shocking that people feel like they can comment in the ways that they do about my body and appearance and size what do they say to you Um, well there was that one guy who I don't know if you remember this years ago like would not let it go at how much weight I had lost according to him and I was like I'm I, I don't like I don't even know what to say to that I don't I don't know yeah I don't know I don't know oh where's my body I don't know what to tell you like but you like really really lost so much weight I'm like okay I I mean (sighs) very strange strange yeah like what are you supposed to say like a lot of times it's I'm so that people are shocked at how small I am that I'm so much smaller than they thought I was which like I don't think I'm that small yeah. of a person. Yeah. So then I'm like, how big do I seem yeah. on TV? Yeah. Like real tall and big? Oh, that's fine. I mean, I don't care, but I'm just saying. Um, I think you seem tall and you are kind of tall. But yeah. Yeah, but I guess I'm not that tall. People, I think, think I'm going to be like, um, like... I don't know. I'm trying to think of who it might be, but I, like Jerry, they Hall. think I'm gonna be super, super tall. Yes, like like a model size, yeah. like real tall. But I'm not. I'm just not. Guys. You're just. I'm not. It's interesting. I'm just a person who was born in the late '70s height. <laughs> Are you average height for late '70s? I don't know. I think so. I don't know. I think so. Who knows? All I know is it's, well, I think a lot of people have been experiencing this lately because we've been like working over Zoom over the pandemic. So when people are meeting in person, they're like, oh my gosh, you're way shorter than I thought, or you're way taller than I thought. Or, um, yeah, I recently um, had a thing where a person was like, uh, that I had been working with was like, you're how old? And I was like, I mean... (laughs) It's a weird conversation, but they were like, oh, I thought you were much younger, but then I didn't even want to dig into why that was. I was like, let's just assume it's because I look younger and not because like I am acting like I'm 22 and I don't have my shit together yet. You know? Mm. 
That's that's just not true. Could be it you could be it could be a combo. Sometimes I think people think I'm younger because of my voice, but also I think a la Paul Rudd, I have a, a childish face. I think you do. You have a baby face. Yeah, so. You have a bit of a baby face. Yeah. So there you go. Paul Rudd, congratulations on being the sexiest man alive. You're sexy. A lot of yeah, a lot of like, people are sexy. Ha- you know? Yeah. A lot of and a lot of dead people are sexy too. Who's the sexiest man not alive to you? Well, I mean, I know that yours is Prince, so can we just get that out of the way? I mean, <laughs> yes, that's true. But also we shout outs to Paul Newman, Jimmy Stewart. Mm, I love Paul Newman. <laughs> I really did love I really love Paul Newman. I love that sauce. I love all <laughs> Newman's own things. I love how we're talking about sexiness and you're like, I love Paul Newman. I love that sauce. <laughs> I do love the sauce. The sauce Come is on, good. Newman's, Newman's own was like, this is the sauce of my childhood. Busy. Do you know? Well, a couple things. Do you know that in my old town of Westport, there's uh, the, the Westport Theater, the Playhouse, mm-hmm. and Paul Newman owned a restaurant that was attached to it where you could eat you could order the sauce, but also any other type of food that you wanted because Paul Newman was like the king of Westport when he was alive. That's, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I want. And he is kind of one of the reasons that I moved to Westport from when we moved from the city because when I worked for David Letterman, Paul Newman and David Letterman were good buds and Paul Newman and I worked on a super fun project together um, that involved cars. And so we sort of had like a little bit of a friendly professional relationship. And when he would host events in Westport, Connecticut for the Hole in the Wall gang camp, which is what um, his sauce benefits, uh, he would invite me out to events. And that's how I discovered the town of Westport, Connecticut, because... Paul Newman lived there. Wow. Yeah. Did Wait, did we ever talk about the project that he and I did together about making custom cars together? What? No. One day Dave came in and he was like, Paul Newman wants to for us to build like matching souped up Volvos with like race car engines in them. So amazing. Can you spearhead that project? And so every day I got to get on the phone with Paul Newman. He would call and be like, P. Newman here. And then he would uh, be like, okay, today we're picking like interior seat colors so we would just go back and forth and I got to like just talk to Paul Newman every day about gear shift knobs tires paint colors we worked on it for months they finally got their souped up matching Volvos because Dave also lived in Connecticut Paul Newman I think I want to say like the first time he took it out someone hit him and totaled it I know, terrible. And I think he broke his leg or something or broke his foot. It was ter- it was a terrible accident. And he was like, it, I thought that I was going to crash this car and like injure myself. I didn't realize someone was going to crash into me and destroy it. But Dave still has that car to this day when he did the episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. That's the car. Yes. That's the car that he drove Jerry around in. The car that... Oh my God, that's... Amazing. I got to yeah. customize with P. Newman. Wow. And so I would always That's really special. see him and, and Joanne Woodward around town when I lived in town. A lot of wow. a lot of celebrities from that 
era lived in Westport. So I would see Eartha Kitt at the Shaw's Market. We would always be on the same mm-hmm. shopping schedule. And uh, she loved children and she loved to talk about town gossip. And I would see um, Brett Summers from the Match Game and Trader Joe's. She also okay. loved children. I would see mm-hmm. Michael Bolton um, shopping on Main Street, and I saw him. Amazing. I saw him swimming one time uh, while I was having coffee at my friend's house. Uh, yeah, there you go. Wow, that's Westport, Connecticut, for you. Wow. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Paul Newman, well, love his sauce. Get it. Love that sauce. It's for I a good that cause. Sauce. <laughs> that sauce is the best. And the salad dressing is also good. And the cookies. Um. So, yeah. So, it's like sexiest people, I guess. Lady Gaga on that red carpet is like next level. Yeah. She looked great. I love House how she was like... Expo- she made sure to expose her underwear and because that was like part of the outfit so she was like strategically holding up like showing the little panty pantaloon in every photo no but what I'm saying to you is like she like I I don't know how you get on a red carpet she's like the this picture this it's the best picture I've ever seen it looks like a from like a photo shoot yeah She's like throwing the dress up over her head. If I did that, do you know what the fuck I would look like? <laughs> she has a vision. That's what I'll, you know, she has a vision. And and so I think that mm. whenever she does anything, she just treats it like it's a project and like everybody's there to collaborate on the project. Mm-hmm. And so, and maybe because she puts that faith in like these photographers, they're willing to work with her in that way. Wow. And then wow. She just looks incredible. It's a great shot. It's a great fucking shot. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel okay. How do you feel? Are um, you good? I feel fine. I have just been having like a stupid um, argument with a sneaker company. That's been most oh mostly. What I've been. Wait, why? Okay, so somebody recommended these sneakers that are so good for production and being on your feet all day. So I bought a pair and I loved them. And then I bought Mm -hmm. pairs for all of my family. So because everybody needs to have these comfortable sneakers. So that's great. So we all have our sneakers. Then my husband wears his every day for work. So he needed a new pair for work because he had worn out the pair that he had. And so I was like, I'll get myself a new pair too, even though mine aren't worn out just to have, Mm -hmm. because when you find something good, like get a backup. So they, the order went through, they sent a package that said both pairs were in it and only one pair, only my husband's pair was in it. And so I was like, well, I got to call them. So I called and then I was like, you only sent one pair of shoes, but it said you sent both. And they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, we canceled it. And I was like, why? And they were like, we don't know. And I was like, are they not in stock? And they were like, no, they're in stock. And I was like, okay, so can you send them to me? And they were like, no, you have to reorder them. And I was like, why? And they were like, because that's the um, most efficient way to do it. And I was like, efficient for who? And so they were like, you should get your money back in like seven to 10 business days or something. And I was like, so I have to wait to get my money back. And and I also have to reorder the shoes. And I was like, this is a whack policy. This is not good customer service. And they were like, well, that's what you have to do. So I didn't order the shoes. I just left it and I was like, I'm going to get my money right. back and because I needed to sit with... First, I, yeah. I need to sit with my feelings. Um. So anyway... Yeah. 
in the meantime, I still hadn't got my money back. I put on the pair of shoes, the ones that I already had, which I don't wear that often. And the like rubber, the contrasting rubber on the bottom of one of them had just like come unglued. It just fell off. And so I was like, oh, shoot, I haven't even had these that long and I haven't worn them that much. It's been like under a year and I've worn them like a dozen times. So I look on the company's website and they're like, shoes are under warranty for a year. So I'm like, okay, great. Let me do the warranty process. And they're like, I click on the warranty, click here. And they're like, that page is broken. So then I get on their chat bot and the person's like, yeah, it's been broken. Um, You just have to keep trying back. And so I tried back over several days. It never worked. And I was like, these shoes are going to go out of warranty before I can access this. It's so, this is exhausting. Listen, it doesn't even end there. So I call customer service and the guy's like, oh, I can access that page. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you a shipping label, send your shoes back. We're going to send you a, repl- a replacement pair and um, then we'll all be good. And I was like, great. And he was like, they're going to be a different color. Is that okay? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, it's going to be a little bit of a different shoe because we don't make that shoe anymore. Is that okay? And I was like, yeah, this is all fine. So I sent my shoes back within like the hour. I brought them to the post office. Then I get an email from the company being like, you owe us $32.58, the difference in price from the old shoe to the new shoe. And I was like, what? <laughs> like when something's, this is exhausting. when something's defective, this is exhausting. it's exhausting. And then the email said, if you don't respond to this email in three days, we'll cancel your order and reply to this email saying that we can charge you $32.58. So then I tried to do that guess what? I get an email back saying you can't respond to this email. And so then I, I had to call again. I had to talk to another person. I had authorized the unfair charge for $32.58. And she was like, it's all set. We'll never have to deal with this again. And then since then, I've gotten like five emails saying we can't figure out how to charge you $32.58. I'm never getting my shoes back that no, I mailed to them. them I'm never getting it's replacement never happened, shoes. Mm-hmm. They will figure out a way to mm-hmm. take that 3258. I'm convinced, but they won't um ever send me new shoes. That's what I'm that's that's where I am. But like doesn't that seem like I'm being pranked or Well, I don't like it. It's <laughs> It's not great. But I don't know. I mean, you know, What's like, it seems like just bad. It seems like a case. It seems like a real case of a bad customer service. They DM'd me on Twitter and the person DMing me said, everything you're saying is frustrating for us too. And I was like, I don't care (laughs) if it's, are you trying to make me feel bad for your company? I mean... I guess I'm just confused. Like, what's their deal? I, it's a what's their deal? I mean, it's it's a newer sneaker company, but it's owned by a big mm. brand that we all love and that we all own things from. And so it's not like it's not just like a a little um, elf cobbling sneakers in his garage, a small business or whatever. You know, it's like they know what they're doing. Okay, I need to know who it is. Oh, it's the brand is Hoka. Oh, I know Hoka. Owned by Ugg, who we've plugged and loved on on this podcast before. Have we? Yeah, you got the I do know Hoka. I do know Hoka. You got those Ugg 
sandals. Anyway, Hoka sneakers oh, are right. great, but I would just recommend customer service. Yeah, not happening. For I would you. recommend mm-hmm. like buying them from a store where they get handed to you. What's going on with you? Thank you for listen. Thank you for listening to that whole thing. I know it was exhausting. It was exhausting to live it, and it's exhausting to still be going through it. But I feel better, so thank you for listening. I feel like we're gonna. You need to like burn some sage and let it go. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Let those sneakers go. I guess. I mean, I need. I guess I so. need the sneakers. I at least want my old sneakers. defective sneakers back, so I can. You don't want those sneakers back. They're tainted. There's something wrong with them. <sighs> I, what if those sneakers were haunted? I think those sneakers <laughs> are haunted. It's. I think those sneakers are possible. Are it's possible. It's what it feels like to me. If I had to, if I had to guess, yeah. I would think that those sneakers might be haunted. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to err on the side I'll of just, haunted sneakers. I'll get the second best sneakers for production um, that has the the first best customer service. What? Yeah. What's going on with you? How's your... I don't know. I'm working a lot, a lot, a lot of working. And, uh, and tomorrow we have a day off because it's Veterans Day. But... And then I agreed to go shoot a thing for Samantha B. Oh, that's good. It is. And then I'm like... Also, that would be nice to not do anything tomorrow. You know what I mean? I know, but that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? I never do. I never, I'm not like a person that thinks ahead in that way. Yeah. In terms of like, maybe it's too much busy and you should chill the fuck out, you know? Yeah. But here's the truth. Would you chill out Mm -hmm. if you were, if you didn't have anything to do? Yes, you would. I would go get a facial. Mm-hmm. You would get. I would have got because the kids. Yeah, because the kids would be at school, so I would like go get a facial and maybe a massage. Okay, all right. I would have. I would have. Also, I like picked my face last night, which you know doesn't make me feel good. Uh, what do you think that was about? Yeah, I was. Well, I mean, it's about a lot of things. Always, you know. What were you trying to pick out of yourself by way of your face? Well. I just have a lot of feelings that I'm moving through in this moment in time. And, oh, wait, Dan McCann's calling me. He's, he's got my, my stuff, you know, yeah, from the auction. The, auction. the chairs, hold on. <laughs> Hello? Hi. Uh-huh. Yes. <gasps> oh, no. What do we do? Uh-huh. You're smart. Yes, thanks, Dan. Okay, bye. Wow. What happened? A turn of events has happened, what, has occurred. What happened? Dan recognized the chairs as fakes. <gasps> oh, and no. And he's like, I, I, can't, I can't let you have this be your first foray into auctioning. How did he recognize they were fakes? Because he just is smart and knows like what to look mm. for. Can I ask you a question? Do you? Yeah. Does it matter? Do you care? I don't know. I but they're not. But like it's like. Yeah, I don't know if I care. I ask myself a lot, like being a person, like you know, I bought that credenza that I was told was from the set of Mad Men. Hmm. 
it may not be. It may like mm-hmm. it that may have just been what the person who owned it was told. It may be mm-hmm. that they were spouting bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. it is the same item as what was on the set of Mad Men. And then I was like, do I love it any less? Do I don't know. I mean, but yeah, it's it's funny. You can get into a funny headspace about whether something that looks exactly like something else is worth it if it's made as well. I don't generally listen, I don't no, listen, I don't generally care. Yeah. But I think Dan's point is that like you if it's something is sold to you as such. Yeah. Like I had a, like years ago, I had like a fake, I had some fake bags that I fucking loved. You know what I mean? (laughs) That you got in New York City, like that episode of Broad City where they blindfold them and take them underground (laughs) to buy those fake bags. No, you know where I got, I got them in Hong Kong. Oh, did you? Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. And like, I wore those, I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. But I guess like his point is if something's being presented to you. Is that if if you're yeah, if that if you're bidding on something knowing that it's like a reproduction or whatever, right. that's one thing. Right. I think he's right. I think that like I think you I think that had I known they were reproductions, I might not have cared. Right. But it doesn't feel good to feel like people are like trying to pull the wool. Well, you were already feeling the, or feeling like you the were caning <laughs> the, ca- the caning pulling the caning <laughs> over your yeah you were already feeling like you were overpaying for things and like you've overpaid for things and like also that someone was sabotaging you which wasn't the case in an no un- one was in, sabotaging, a, in a cord in an unrelated cord incident Turn, turns out turns out but you were feeling that way so I was yeah so way. I can understand that and there's also the question too of like when people knock off something like if it's fair to buy it if it's fair to the original design on the secondary market i guess it doesn't matter because it already exists and it's already out there so if you can get a good deal um but yeah there's also the question of like people sometimes people really dislike knockoffs because it's unfair to the original designer of something well yeah, I mean, I have a great deal of respect for artists, Casey. That's really what this is about. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, you want you want artists to be compensated Paid. fairly for the work that they do. And I am an artist. Yeah. I am an artiste. Yes, you are an artiste, so you understand. That but then I'm also like, does it does a knockoff ever help an artist? Is that a weird question? Like, okay, so suppose there's a gown that is... It's a great question. That's like a, this is a, great a question. couture gown. I'm never mm-hmm. going to buy the $50,000 gown. Mm-hmm. But does me wanting or like aspiring to own or wear a knockoff that is like, you know, if it's not exactly the same, like obviously it's not the legit real deal, but does me mm-hmm. wearing it in some way contribute to the legacy of that artist to like, uh, you know, to somebody saying like in 2020, everybody was wearing a look that was originated by such and such a designer. I don't know. <laughs> I literally have no idea. Busy is just giving up. She laid well, back. I'm sad about my chair. She's sad about her chairs. I'm just sad right now, I guess, is the point. Uh, just about the chairs? No, but the chairs didn't make anything better. Uh, I don't care about the fucking chairs. 
I just am like trying to whatever. It's fine. Just trying to make myself <sighs> whatever. It's fine. Trying to find ways to feel good. Yeah. I get um I get that. It's not about the chairs. Yeah. It's in it's much like the snow babies. It's never it's never just about so snow babies, yeah. Yeah, it's never just about chairs. No. Mm. Never is. Um well, I gotta go back to work now. Um Okay, so that's okay. I can, I have a lot of like um I have a lot of auctions I'm watching, so, you know. You got a lot of chair irons in the fire. Um, in the proverbial chair fire. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> did your latte ever come? Oh, uh, yeah, I've been drinking it. You haven't noticed? No, I didn't notice. Ooh, these chairs are pretty. <laughs> and she's back on to some new chairs, folks. No, I don't like the. Oh, oh I don't like. And the she's back there. off. Gross, 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 gross. Well, okay, this um, is our first installment of like a short. Wait, 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 wait. So wait, our book club is on Sunday. Yeah. By the time this airs, we will have already had. Yes, it. and it's sold the it's fuck exciting. out. So. Oh, it's sold out. Yeah. Always, it's been sold out. Um, it's it's been sold out for a little bit, for a minute. No wonder you didn't tell me to post about it. And then I posted about it today and now I feel bad because maybe people want to get tickets and it's sold out. Well, I, you know, as I've been telling people like, well, it doesn't matter because it's already happened by now, but like people might relinquish their tickets or whatever. So it's worth keeping an eye on, but we wanted to keep it small so that people could like interact, but we are going to record it. And so maybe how many people is it? It's like 350 people. It's, it's big for something small. But it sold out. It's big for something small <laughs> is really funny. It's big for something small. But um, we're going to record it. So we'll try to investigate a way to share it with people that weren't able to get a ticket. No, but here's my question. Yeah. Did we ever reach out and see if the author could join us? Um, We didn't. But also I felt like, you know, part of a book club is like saying what you really think about a book and not about what the authors. I got yeah. It, I got it, I got so it. I just felt like, you know, but we should reach out to her and see if she wants to be on the podcast at some point. I would, I would hope that, yeah, she, would, that. she would want to, but yeah, I just figured that for book club, maybe it'll just be us chickens, you know? My God. I was about to say that exact thing. <laughs> I think I was about to say it should just be us chickens. I think I got it from you. Did you? Yeah. I think I got it from my mom. Well, Barbara Phillips, influencing culture. Did I tell you Cricket got uh, vaccinated? Yes. That's exciting. I'm so happy. Oh, so exciting. And she's doing her skating lessons. She's such a cool kid. She's so cool. She's, I think. And I'm getting my, I'm getting my booster soon. Great. Everybody. Excited about If you're that. eligible for that booster, I hope you get it soon. I've been so emotional seeing the 
pictures of kids getting vaccinated and how relieved. Oh, I'm going to, should I put, I don't know. Cricket doesn't love me posting photos of. Yeah, that's okay. I think, you know, if, but I am enjoying the pics because just the relief that parents are feeling. Such relief. Couldn't come at a, at a better time. So I'm so happy Mm. seeing everybody getting, getting their vaccines. All these little kiddos. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll be back, I guess, tomorrow. And then it'll be interesting to see if it's like a totally different energy or... Yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow uh, afternoon. Okay, great. Okay, bye. bye. Guys, got to clean clean. You know what I'm obsessed with? Blue Land. I'm obsessed with Blue Land. First of all, because there's so tons and tons of single-use plastic that is thrown out daily. And Blue Land is trying to fix that. Sometimes people think eco-friendly products are more expensive, less effective, especially when it comes to cleaning. But Blue Land has fixed that with its revolutionary refill tablets. Did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles were thrown away last year? And each bottle can be made of more than 90% water. Stop wasting water and throwing out plastic. Get Blue Land's revolutionary refill cleaning system instead. So the beautiful Instagrammable bottles, you just fill them up with some warm water. You pop in one of the hand soaps or the spray cleaner tablets. And within minutes, you have powerful and effective cleaning products in the most incredible sense, like rose bergamot and lily mint so good. Blue Land's stunning high quality forever bottles start at just $10 when you buy a kit and are meant to be reused with the refill tablets that start at just $2. This is better for your bank account and way better for the environment. So cut the plastic waste without sacrificing clean. Get Blue Land. You guys are going to love it. It's the chic and the planet is going to thank you. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash best. That's 15% off your first order of any Blue Land products at blueland.com slash best. blueland.com slash best. Oh, Olive and June, the Manny system that we love so much. You guys, you know we love this Manny system. I love Olive and June. Love them. Love them. Can't get enough. And I'm going to need you to get that Manny system. The Olive and June polish lasts over seven days, doesn't chip. The Manny system, each at-home Manny comes out to just $2. Guys, what? That's like insane. And people will ask you where you got your nails done because they make it so easy to do with their at-home Manny system. This is a great gift for everyone on your list. You need to know that DIY Mannies can look just as good as the ones that you spend all the money on, but for a lot less. I love my Olive and June Manny system. And honestly... It's been, especially during the pandemic, I mean, it's how I gave myself all my manicures and pedicures. It's super easy. Five steps. Comes with Poppy, the little patented brush handle that makes it so easy to paint with the hand that's not dominant. 
Um, and the polish is amazing. The colors are so good. It doesn't chip. It's just quality, quality stuff. Now you can get 20% off your first Manny system with our code BEST. Your new nail of life is here, you guys. Get 20% off your first Manny system when you use promo code BEST at oliveandjune.com. We are done with expensive bad manis, guys. Olive and June is hooking us up. We need to just get you a second set of stuff, I think. Well, I have a second. Okay. You have, have a second, second set? set? I do. Okay. But the cord for the Zoom recorder didn't come with the second set. Yeah. And... So then I asked Ray to get me one. Mm-hmm. And then he said that they were sold out everywhere or something. Okay. So he said he ordered one, but then it didn't come. And the other day I was at work and I wanted to record with you because we had this plan to do a few minutes every day, which is not exactly working only because I don't have the cord in two places. <laughs> Ergo, therefore, setting it up and doing it proves to be a logistical fucking nightmare on top of like an already pretty packed sketch, which is why I thought maybe this would be an easier way to do it in this production. But it turns out if I don't have the stuff, it's not easier. Yeah. So now I just found four batteries and we'll see how long this lasts. I need to turn down my mic volume because I'm too loud. I'm popping. I'm popping. <laughs> well, yeah, we should say yeah. that. So we had a plan to record for 10 minutes every day and we started on the first day we did it and then we missed two days and then t- <laughs> <laughs> today is Saturday. So we're batting... 50%. That's not That's a baseball. Fine. That's not a baseball thing. Is 50%. It? I don't know. We're batting. batting 50 per- I don't know. Our don't average know. is 50%. I, I feel like it's good. Honestly, Casey, 50% is our best in this moment. For this, <laughs> this attempt of this thing. And I'm okay with it. Here's what I know. I think I have a sinus infection. I know. That's terrible news. Well, wait. This, I want to talk about this though. Okay. So, you know, I have my air purifier in here, right? And it gives you like a reading of the air quality. This is this rental apartment, guys, that we're in. It's like the temporary rental. (sighs) You remember. You remember what happened. I don't need to recap. If you don't remember what happened, just know I'm in a temporary rental situation. It's not ideal. Um, This apartment. But, so, but, so... The air purifier in the... I was like... Something was like smelling kind of weird in here. Yeah. (laughs) In the bedroom. Yeah. But also Gina's been going on these like big walks upstate. Like these like... Not upstate, but in Connecticut, I guess. Okay. A van picks her up and she goes daily to run around in the countryside. So I was like, maybe it's just Gina stinky. But then I was like this weird... So I moved the air purifier from... By the way, I need to just get another air purifier, but I moved <laughs> I moved it from where the cats are to my bedroom. And the reading that came out was like, it was like red and it was like in the 300s. So what is happening in that room? I don't know. It's like toxic air in here. Is it, is it but I facing can't even figure the, out, the street? I can't think, no, but I can't even figure out how to open the windows. 
I don't know. Something's bad in here. Oh, my Lord. You have a sinus infection. I think I have an infected eye from using, like, maybe makeup that was slightly too old. Bad makeup. Ugh. Well, so I just turned we I just turned the air purifier on and I do think it smells again. First of all, um what's the stuff that kills you? Um black mold, carbon monoxide. Oh, carbon monoxide. Yeah, yeah. I don't but carbon monoxide doesn't smell, right? It doesn't smell and also you probably have carbon monoxide detectors in your house. Just check. Well, this is a this is like a random rental again. You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't yeah. know. I need to go I need to look into that. Yeah, just check and check Okay. To make sure they're running. But yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it. That's how it gets you. But people just feel sleepy. Yeah, people get sleepy and then... People get yeah. sleepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like some people report feeling a little sick. I think people that like survive mm-hmm. it, that survive a carbon monoxide leak, say that they were feeling like a little lightheaded or a little sick. I have sick. friends that rented an Airbnb and um, a couple of years ago and got their entire family over the holidays. Oh my Guys, God. Guys, this is a good thing. Just, I have to say, if you're traveling abroad or even just wherever you're going and you're doing yeah. an Airbnb vibe, you know, you can buy those little plug-in carbon monoxide things. I'm not trying to be a paranoid person, but maybe just do it because it did happen to a friend of mine. Yeah, it's just, it's They were helpful. fine, by the way. It's, they were fine. It's helpful. You know, our friend Nia Vardellos was in like a hotel fire recently. Wait, what? Like, yeah, her, where she was staying was in a hotel, caught on fire, and she and another guest banged on all the doors to get people out of their room. What the fuck? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, that's insane. Is she okay? It's, yeah, Where she's were fine. they? Where was she? I don't know. I think like, she... She has been traveling around so much that I have to admit I didn't pinpoint the city that it was. Jesus. But of course, of course, A, she was a hero. And of course, B, of she course. like just told the story like in the most cheerful, like, yep, this hotel had a had an, a smoke incident. But it seemed like it was, you know, all was well in hand by the time she posted it to Instagram. But she and another guest, yeah, had to wake everybody up. Whoa. To get him out. That's intense. Well, okay. So what? So the last couple of days that we haven't been recording, here's what's been going on. I've been working a lot. I went and did a segment with Samantha B that'll air sometime in December um, about reproductive justice. Great. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was like, she was so kind. Yeah, she's lovely. I really like her. Oh, I did. I've never really met her IRL. Yeah. Um, until this, and um, I really like her. I'm oh, still kind of. I'm kind of mad she didn't get the Daily Show. I know Trevor Noah's great, but I. Um, yeah, I really yeah. wanted her to get the Daily Show too. Yeah, and I thought I thought for a second they would give it to her and her husband together because I was like, well, they probably won't fully give it to a woman. They'll give it to her and her husband together, oh but they God. didn't even do that. And I was disappointed. Ugh. But she got her own show, so good for she her. She got her own show. She got her own show, and the show's great. And um, so I went and filmed that, and then um, got, you know, some cc's of fluid taken out of my knee. Yeah. Right after. This was my day off, guys. Everything got you some- drink goes right into your knee, I feel like. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, but I do. your doctor's <laughs> but, like, what is this, Bev? 
It is it was Bev. But honestly, I just got a little emotion just now, earlier, because I was thinking about getting this knee surgery. Yeah. And just like how intense it is and how intense the recovery sounds like it might be. And just the... I mean, it's like it, it, uh, modern medicine is incredible and also like, oh, bodies. Yeah. It's brutal. Why bodies? <laughs> Why? Why you got to be like that? Why you got to feel like this and not, I don't know. It just was really bumming me out. And, yeah. Um, yeah. It was just getting sad. And also like the recovery because... The because she has to, to kind of take care of so many issues in my left knee, the recovery is intense. Like, yeah, twelve weeks plus. Yeah, I mean, here's what I think. I think you'll recover beautifully because that's what you do, and I think you'll recover quicker than anyone expected. I feel like they mm-hmm. usually tell you like the. You know, outside maximum, right? Yeah, the outside maximum. And also, Mm -hmm. I think, like, the hardest part for you will be not being able to do what you want to do, exactly what you want to do, or Mm -hmm. having to rely on someone else to help you a little Mm -hmm. bit. But honestly, it's a really good... (laughs) It might be a really good opportunity for you to, like, you know, get some help. And I don't mean get some help. I mean, like, you know, allow people to Come on, Gina. to help you. Gina, you know? just get up here. Stop scratching me. Gina's in a real needy mood today. <laughs> well, well, I agree. I agree with you. Also, just in other news, she got a bath yesterday. She is looking very beautiful. <laughs> so maybe good. that's what it's about. You know, like maybe. she needs some acknowledgement about yes. her floof. Yeah. That she looks floofy. I bet if I take you out for a walk today in public, everybody's going to stop you. Everybody's going to stop this baby. Um, that's how Cricket talks to Gina. And I just <laughs> totally just... It's <laughs> rubbing off on you. Wait, so, yeah, look. Oh, so I was going to say, so in other news, um, listeners of the pod, my assistant Raymond is going to be moving on from this job. Big big happenings. And so I will be having to get another, an, I mean, an assistant. It won't be another. It won't be. Yeah. I there is no, assistants. there is no other Ray. Yeah. No, there's no He's other Ray. Irreplaceable. He is, but he needs to spread his wings and fly. And, um, and honestly, I don't think assistants normally stay uh, in the, these in assistant positions for as long maybe as he has, but the pandemic, there were extenuating circumstances, yes. obviously the pandemic yeah. being the biggest one. I mean, yeah. just throwing a wrench into everyone's yeah. life plans. And then I moved to New York and he decided he was up for a change and that's been receiving mixed reviews on his Instagram stories. <laughs> but, you know, we all make choices. But anyway, yeah. so he's, he's moving on, uh, like the beginning we just we decided it was like too much pre holidays, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. And when, I'm in the midst of production, so yeah. I think we're gonna do February first. Okay, February first. Okay, for the end February our- Fool's Day. <laughs> it was my dad's birthday when I was when I was David Letterman's assistant. One time he asked me to bring him ketchup. 
Uh-huh. And I came in with a bottle of ketchup. And do you know how like sometimes you just forget what you're doing and you kind of like pause where you're standing? Yes. I did that behind him, like holding the bottle of ketchup. And he, without turning around, was like, if you're thinking of smashing me over the head with that bottle of ketchup, it's probably time for us to talk about like what <laughs> what where, your where next, you're going next. Yeah, what your next steps are. And I was like, I actually wasn't thinking of murdering you just then. I just like forgot what I was doing. And he was like, oh, okay, because you wouldn't be the first. And so then I was like... Wild. Well, that's also wild. That's yeah. a wild thing to say. I was like, let me come to you when I do feel like murdering you because well, that Ray didn't like- come to me because he felt like murdering me. He came to me because <laughs> he was like, I can't be an assistant any longer. And yeah. I was like, no, you really can't. And, yeah. and um, I adore you and you need to like get the fuck out of here and do, your own, <laughs> and do your own thing. But also, you know, I think that it's easy to get complacent. Mega babe friend Katie Storino, who we love, said to me, um, oh, my assistants, no. Like, I hire assistants on a one-year basis. Yeah. A one-year or two years. Maybe it's two years. Yeah. Two-year basis. It's like they are in for two years. This is what they're doing for two years. And they know that when they kill it for me, I will place them. I will find what, like, I will help them. They will move on to something whatever it is. Yeah. But there are also people that are executive assistants who like thrive and are really, really fucking good at just being personal assistants. Sometimes people do it for a lifetime, but I've also known people like really, you know, older people, legends who have been in show business forever. There have been a couple of cases where I've known somebody who's had like a lifetime assistant who... I think the person thought that they were going to like grow old and die together. And a, more than one time they've said, oh, my assistant like just left. Like after like 30 years or, t- you know, 28 years or whatever, just decided that they wanted to like retire early or whatever. And I'm like, of course, like anyone has the right to do that. And it makes so much sense after, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like, because your job is to like live kind of half of this person's life, you know, like that's your job. And most of those people have like pretty big careers and it's a pretty big job. But also I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so sad when it's like shocking to somebody because I think, you know, being someone's assistant is a really personal job and you become really close to that person. And it's like a family member moving out of the house or whatever. It's, it's. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, it's also, there are different ty- like Raymond definitely was, you know, someone that I like knew and liked as a person and like wanted to hang out with. Yes. And had great ideas. And I always sort of envisioned in the successful version of our You're in My Partnership. <laughs> because it's, I hired him. I I hired yeah. him when uh when we I got an assistant from Busy Tonight. Like I had yeah. that was like in my contract. Yeah. I had never had an assistant before. I had only had help with my kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I wasn't paying for an assistant. I was paying for childcare. Yeah. And that was the choice I had to make. Like, you know, that's what you, I mean, most people have to, sometimes you can't even choose childcare because it's so fucking expensive. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, I feel really lucky that I was always able to have, um, Ileana with my babies. Yeah. Um, 
And talk about lifers. Like I thought in in the in the version of my life where we stayed in Los Angeles, I thought Ileana just was going to be in our lives until um, I died. Yeah. You know, like, and then moving to New York and Nana did not, Nana's family is on the West Coast and she just doesn't want to move here, which I don't, yeah. I yeah. don't blame her. Yeah. But that was really hard. I, well, anyway, um, it's all weird. It's weird. It's weird when you like have people that you, that you love, but also you pay. Uh, you yes. know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> It gets complicated. It's fucking it weird. It does get complicated and it's weird and it's a real effort, you know. It it's it's a real effort to make sense of it all when there's change. I know I know that because of jobs that I've had. I've been I have been a nanny and I have been an assistant and um yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot. It's a lot and and there is a, probably a time to move on. And everybody probably, not everybody, but, I, but a lot of people, I think, overstay because of the, yes. the feelings, you know? Well, here's, and also here's the thing. Like, I, I think that what I probably need moving forward, well, I actually don't know. Maybe I just take a, maybe I take a beat and figure some, figure it out. Yeah. You know, maybe I don't need a full-time assistant. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know what I need. I guess I... I <laughs> fuck me. Well, here we go. Well, listen, I know. Yes, here we go. And it will be it will be emotional and you'll miss Raymond, but I'm but it's sure... Like all kinds of things are ending because uh, all kinds of things are ending. And my manager, Carrie Bialik, is not going to be a manager anymore. She is taking... Yeah, she's I'm taking so a excited position. Yeah, which is great. But you guys were also friends before, so I'm sure you'll be friends after. Oh my god, we're lifelong fucking friends. Yes, like yeah. she is. She's my deepest bro. Yeah, um, and I'm so happy for her. Oh wait, yeah. I don't know if this is like, maybe this isn't public knowledge. What I'm not her gonna, job is? Yeah, don't, I don't, yeah, don't we're, blow we won't say what her it's job, job is. It's a good job. It's a great job. And yeah. it's and I'm and it's like the culmination. I'm just so happy for her. I have yes. nothing when she called to tell me, by the way, Casey, I was driving all the way out to the far distance location, Long Island, where Summer and Kev's house is. Yeah. That we shoot at. Yeah. Which by the way was such a journey because we shot there last year, of course. You know, it's the same place. Yeah. Um the couple's clearly gotten divorced. Oh no. Since. Yes. And so now it's just the man is living there oh. and it is a very different vibe it's a different vibe yeah it's a different vibe but it's like art imitating life because summer and kev yeah girls five other fans if you haven't <laughs> watched the first season you know how it what what happens if you haven't watched the first season spoiler alert there's maybe a separation happening there's, but yeah get, so get on it you That's should get so on it because honestly the second season is fucking nuts oh, already good. and I'm good. so excited for people to see it but well hopefully it's so fun yeah hopefully people will binge the place that we rented when we first moved to LA we also rented from a couple and I mm -hmm. feel like I think it was a couple I think it was a anyway but we feel like something happened to whatever those two people were during mm -hmm. our time renting because we mm -hmm. rented it furnished 
And then the man started being like, I know that we rented it to you furnished, but can I just come get two dining chairs? And then he was like, Kent, are you, you're not really using that love seat. Can I come take that love seat? And we were like, yeah, dude, whatever. <laughs> Like where Wait, the, what? <laughs> he just kept coming to like gather wild. little um s- snippets of furniture that from the furnished place, but um it was fine. They were very nice to us and they let us rent month to month when we were looking for something. So I can't complain about him taking two dining chairs, a love seat, a microwave, several <laughs> several things that he needed for his new life. Sure, sure. Listen, <laughs> we want to support. You know what I mean? We've yes. got to support. We <laughs> must support. Well, anyway, that's... It, it was interesting. Yeah. Because it just like... <laughs> it was just such a different vibe. Yes. You know? And it's weird, like, when you're shooting in a house, guys, like, people who rent their houses for... Um, film and television production, sometimes, sometimes people uh, do it like with with rental properties, right? Yes. Like they're like properties that like they Airbnb, Airbnb whatever. Yeah. Sometimes um, location manager people like just go knock on doors yeah. of neighborhoods or places that look right for the thing and they ask people if they're willing to do it. And that's always the most interesting houses to shoot in because these are people who are like, well, I mean, never had thought about renting their house out for filming, but then that knock comes on the door and they're like, I mean, you can get, they make so much money renting your house out. Productions pay a pretty penny, guys. Just so you know. If anyone knocks on your door. Like just ask a lot of questions. Yeah. And if it's like a big production, play hardball. Yeah. <laughs> Our friend because John like, Levenstein is also like, if if they don't rent your house, but they rent a house on your street and there's like a, um, a trailer truck. or anything, a truck parked near your driveway, mm-hmm. say that it's blocking your driveway and sometimes they'll just give you $500. Well, also I was going to say the trick that was kind of amazing that the location trick, um, of like lawn care people. Yeah. Which is like, if they are in a neighborhood that is shooting, they know. Yeah. And they like get those blowers out. Yeah. And then the production will come over and ask them to turn the blowers off. And they're like, well, I'm going to have to come back a different day. I got to do this. And then they're like, we'll give you 500 bucks to stop using the Oh my God. That's what I should have done. You know, back in Connecticut, we used to have like a giant Thanksgiving where we would just, anyone who like couldn't get back home, Mm -hmm. if they worked in New York City, come to our house in Connecticut, we would turn our whole house into like a dining room. Like every room just had tables, tables, tables. So we would have like 50, 75 people and and we would always do cocktails because my kids are amazing and they always have been at any age at making batch signature cocktails for parties. (laughs) Since they were like my favorite thing, eleven. So we would always do cocktail hour, like out on the deck. And one year, like on Thanksgiving, while we're having a cocktail party on the deck, our neighbor just started like mowing and leaf blowing, like through the whole thing. He was well. That's he was he was honestly he was bummed he wasn't invited, dude. I think I know one of the kids ran him over a beer and was like, "Hey, happy Thanksgiving." Like, but also, like, 
oh no, I feel so bad for him. He was Should I feel bad for him or he, was he a jerk? He wasn't a jerk. He was so nice, but he was so weird. He was so weird. Did I ever tell this story on the podcast? No, no. but okay. I'm already, I don't know if I like it and it's making me nervous. Okay. So one time oh, Matt- I'm nervous. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> One time Matt was out of the house, like teaching a class, like a nighttime class. Mm-hmm. And um, the boys were in bed because they were younger. And I was in my bedroom and the windows were open because it was beautiful weather out. And But the curtains were drawn. So there were like semi-sheer curtains that you could probably see through, but you couldn't, you know, you could see the silhouette of a person through the curtains. And so my home phone rings because it was back when we still had a home phone. And I picked it up and said, hello. And mm. the voice on the other end said, Casey, mm. look out. Look out your bedroom window. And I was no, like, no, oh my, no, my, no, no, no. <laughs> my knees turned to jelly. I was like, this is the start of Scream. This is the I start of a million horror movies. I hate and it. I like, I'm not even joking, <gasps> Busy. <gasps> oh no, what is it? I, Just get to the punchline. I don't know what it is. And I hate it. I, I hate got it. down on the floor and like crawled over with the phone on the floor to the window and like peeked outside and it's my neighbor standing in my driveway on his cell phone and he's like there's a bunch of deer in your yard no. and I and sir I, <laughs> this is unacceptable he was like i wanted you to see them and i was like dude do not ever uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. witness the silhouette of me in my bedroom window then whisper call me to tell well, me well also by the way Here's what, here's what, like, has anyone ever called you with something and immediately they're like, everything is okay, but I have to tell you something. Yes. Yes. That immediately first, the first thing you do when you have, when there's a crisis ever guys, unless it really isn't okay. And like people are dead. Yes. I'm not kidding. Yes. You have to immediately say, Birdie is fine, but we're at the hospital because you just say, Birdie's going to be fine. Why am I saying Birdie? Because the time when Birdie fell and broke right, right. their arm and I wasn't there. Yeah. Um, everything or, you know, whatever it is. So what he should have done, he wasn't thinking. He should have been like, Casey, there are deer. Casey, it's your neighbor. There are deer outside. <laughs> exactly. Look outside your window. Exactly. But he it's could have just like that. That's Casey, just how his brain. Look outside your bedroom window. <laughs> Because I know you're in your bedroom right now because I was looking. Sir. sir. In your yard and your bedroom. (laughs) Sir. No. It's just how his brain worked. He would always wave through the picture window too when he was coming home. And I was like, you're supposed Mm -mm. to pretend Mm -mm. that you can't see us and we can't see you. (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) I'm going to, I have to postpone my uh, thing today. What thing? My, you know, my shots. Why? Well, because I think I have a sinus infection Mm. and I talked to my ENT who I actually have to leave in a minute because I have to go to my, I have to go up, upper, upper East. Okay. Um, to get these sinuses sucked out. Um, and she was like, to be honest with you, there's no precedent set. Like they don't have advice on it. But if it were the flu shot, I would tell you not to get it right. today. Right. Because your body's fighting an infection. Gotcha. 
So it seems like maybe you got to put Postpone the we boost. Po- we, we just postpone the booster until we know okay. how you're the sinus infection situation. Okay. Well, you got to well, do that. So far, we've done two out of the four days. If we listen, if we do every day for the mm-hmm. next three days, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. we'll like have averaged slightly more than, you know, mm-hmm. like, well, it'll have been like a roaring success. But we'll see. Tomorrow's book club, tomorrow night. I know. And you know what? I wanted to like sort of reread the book. And you know what I didn't do? Probably didn't. Probably didn't. I didn't reread re-read the, book. the book. Yeah, no, I didn't. Listen, guys, I am doing literally my best at just like continuing to put one foot in front of the other <clears throat> this week. Yeah. Oh, but you want to hear something really good that happened? What? So, you know, um, you know, um, I've really been missing uh, my friends from yeah. L.A., you know. Yeah. And um, I really like my friends here. And, um, and I love my friends that I work with. But, like, you guys know, like, just... There, you know, like Je- like Jenny Con. I was on the phone with Jenny Connor, yeah. and she's like, um, and she's like, oh, you know who I want to introduce you to? You know who you should meet? Blah 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 blah. And I was like, Jenny, this is so sweet, and thank you so much. But also, like, I can't cultivate like a twenty year relationship with them in the next week, you know. And right. that's what I'm missing. I'm missing yeah. like. I'm missing my friends that I can yeah. just like sit with and not do anything or just like go over and sit at their house and like look at their children, which by the way, people you I have can fart in front of. Correct. Which by the way, I have Michelle, which is wonderful. And I have been spending time over there yeah. and it's been soul affirming. But like last week I was exhausted after work and I really needed to like see someone you know and Michelle was like just come over just come over but guys I don't we don't live it's like I know that sounds crazy but we don't live close by it would be like sort of an ordeal for me to get to her house and then get back yeah and I was already exhausted from work and it was just like well it's just not gonna happen you know anyway so BB Emily was we were talking and I was like, please come here for Thanksgiving, please. Yeah. And she was like, I would love to. It's also her birthday week, you know, always. She's a turkey baby. Friends with so many turkey babies. (laughs) Um, I would love to. I'd really love to. And I'm like, because I can't, I'm doing the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't go anywhere. Also, by the way, my parents are not coming for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, so I had found out that. My mom was like, well, it just doesn't make sense because you, you're you coming here for Christmas, so Aww. it'll be like a few weeks later and traveling and COVID and yeah, age and whatever. And I was like, yes, I got she it. She makes good points, yeah. Every point was a great point. <laughs> I do not begrudge the decision. Yes. I'm just saying I was a little 
doesn't mean disappointed. it's not disappointing. And mom, yeah. I know you're listening to this fucking podcast. Don't change your plan. I'm not asking. I don't want you to change yes. your plans. It's just sad. It all makes sense. It's just like, yes. Yeah. I'm just feeling, you know. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. So I get a text Thursday from Liz Kakowski. Yes. Who's one of my very close friends yeah. in Los Angeles. And um and I love her so much. And she really um like soothes me, you know, she's yes. like a friend that soothes. Yes. So I get this text from Liz. See you on set tomorrow. Oh. And I was like, wait, what? And I had forgotten that, okay, so over the summer w- when we were in South Carolina, Liz was like talking, talking, talking about how much she loved Girls 5 Eva and like uh. loved the show, whatever. And Liz, guys, for you at home, is a brilliant writer. She was yes. a writer on SNL. She's written on a ton of TV shows. She's created shows. She's also a performer who makes me laugh so fucking hard. Yeah. Um, she wrote Wine Country. Yeah. The poll with um, you Amy know, Poehler and, and Tina, Tina and all the girl, all the ladies, Maya um, Paula, right? Uh, with Anna. her writing partner that she works with. Sometimes, but she also writes stuff by herself. But anyway, so she was like r- going on and on about Girls 5 over the summer. And so I knew they were like hiring new, you know, the new writing room around yeah. the time. And I texted Meredith and I was like, you must know Liz Kikowski. She She's a huge fan of the show. And I know that like some of the writers from first season couldn't come back because of right. timing. And they had right. taken other jobs. Our friend Chelsea... Devontez is obviously the head writer of John Stewart's show. John Stewart, yes. so she's not coming back to Girls by the Right. Okay. So I knew they were looking for some people. So I was like, you know, you must know Liz. I know Tina knows her. Like everybody knows her. And yeah. she's amazing. And she loved Girls Five Eva. So I feel like she's not really one of those writers that's like needs to put herself out there for these jobs. You know right, what I mean? Right. But I was like, yeah. but if you, but maybe it's an interesting idea. And she was like, yeah. Meredith was like, that's a fucking great idea. And then a few weeks later when I was in LA, Liz texted me and was like, oh my God, I got the job. Thank you. Oh and I was my like, God, what? that's amazing. Ah. Yeah. So it was so, it's so exciting. So she's been writing on the show and um, this is also how these kinds of things work, guys. I just want to explain to you. I haven't really, I don't like check in with Liz about the show or my storylines are like what's happening in the writer's room because right right that's not for me yeah no and I just I just assume it's all I get the scripts when I get the scripts and then you know talk to Meredith Scardino or Tina or whatever if I have any questions or whatever so I had for like sort of forgotten yeah that Liz a I hadn't forgotten that she was a writer on the show but I had forgotten that like when you are a writer you get come. to come out for the episode that you wrote. Yes. And be on set so you can like pitch jokes and make sure, you know, whatever. And the, I just blanked that the episode Aww. that we were starting on Friday, yesterday, 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 was Liz's fucking episode. And so she Aww. like texts me and I was like, this, I can't even explain to you. I was feeling so sad, which was also like, I didn't want to do the, podcast those two days too because I was just like this is going to be a fucking bummer just me crying and talking about how 
How sad you are. Like, yes. Like what? Who cares? Um, <laughs> we do care. I know, but you know. But I get what you're saying. Yes. It has and, to be only a fraction sad and the rest fun. Right. Yeah. We need a balance, Casey. A balance, yes. Happy tears are the best kind of tears. <laughs> but if it's going to be sad tears, let's just keep it in moderation. Like my wine drinking. Like drinking, yes. Or my pot smoking. <laughs> tears like wine in moderation. Ugh, put it on a fucking t-shirt and sell it. Tea towels anyway. for Christmas. Anyway, the point being, you saw Liz. When I hugged her yesterday morning on set, I like, we both started sobbing. Aww. It was like, I was like, oh my God, my friend is here for 10 days. You know, she's well, so great. Yeah, like 10 days. That's amazing. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is exactly what I needed. That's wonderful. And it just changed my thing. And then I was like, what are you doing uh, tomorrow night? And she's like, I'm not, I don't have any plans. And I'm like, oh, great. Because right after work, I have to go do the, I was doing the Love It or Leave It yes. podcast live at People the Beacon Theater. about that. It came out this morning. It's out. Yeah, I know. People, well, people were texting me that they just saw you live and that it was great. And so I can't wait to hear it. I really went fucking off case. I heard you had a rant. It was funny because I didn't have one. Guys, if you listen to Love It or Leave It, well, by the way, Liz was like, I happen to be a huge fan of the Love It or Leave It podcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, hilarious. So she came with me and then we had this wonderful dinner, Liz and me and Raymond Great. at Cafe Luxembourg. And I had a burger and my ate the bun and my nose turned red. And, <laughs> and then I had a hot fudge sundae and our walk over there post-show, people like were like yelling at me on the street, like, Amazing uh, show. It was just so fun. Like it was like a real New York. Cool. I yeah. felt buoyed. Yeah. <laughs> good. By the evening. Good. And by like being with my good friend and good. Um, just feeling that comfort. Yeah. <gasps> and I hung out with Cal Penn. Oh, wait. You have to. This is ridiculous. Okay. So I don't know him at all. I yeah, just you know, met him, know last, him. Yeah, yeah. I just met him last night. But I've always liked him. I'm a fan. Yes, and yes. I, he's super smart and really interesting. Oh, I bet you he would be a guest on the podcast. Oh, my God. Totally. Yeah. So I, he I mean, his, I have no basis for that, but. Because now we're friends. I have his yes, number on yes. my phone. Okay, great. So, but Liz and uh, her husband, Akiva, know Cal or Akiva's worked with Cal. So Akiva Schaffer from yes. SNL, from Lonely Island. Yes. Although, yes, yes, yes. Yes. You know. One third of Lonely One Island. One third of Lonely Island. Is Liz's husband, baby daddy. Yeah. And the nicest person. <laughs> He's great. But so, so Liz was like talking to Cal and, uh, then I was chatting with him and then I bought his book. I want to, I'm going to read his book. Um, but we were, I, we were taught, like we were in the three of us talking about, I was like, I just really, I just moved here a year ago. I was like telling him the whole journey basically, yeah. you know, that I just told you guys. And, and he was like, I really get it. Like later, he was like, I really get it. Like we're we're here now and it is different here. Like in LA, it's nice. You can just go to people's houses and sit and like chill. And people don't do that here. You have to like meet them yeah. out in the world yeah. and it's complicated. And it takes like, a lot of times it does feel like 
things spontaneously happen in New York, but that also if they don't spontaneously happen, then you're just on your own. Um, But he's like, but you should, you should like come over. Like let's, and I was like, that would be really wonderful. Like, thank you. I would be so excited to be friends with him. Yeah. Making new friends as a 42 year old woman in a new city, not always the easiest Yes. Thing. Okay. We know a lot of you identify with this. We okay. know a lot of you listening identify. So guys. So before, so that was like the thing. So then like the rest of the show and then after the show, we were saying goodbye. We were about to leave or whatever. And I was like, oh, Cal, I'm like, here, let me give you my phone number and, and like hit me up. Like we, we could hang out. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'll take, if, cause we had talked about basketball and, he was like, I live in Brooklyn now. And I was like, would you go to the Nets? And he's like, well, I don't know the person there. I know the lady at the Knicks. And I was like, well, I know the lady at the Nets, Jessie. She's amazing. And so I'll take you. I would love to, we should go to a game and then I'll introduce you to Jessie and then you'll have the girl, you'll know the girl yeah. at the Nets. Who can help you get you know, yeah. Who can help you get in, help you get tickets. And he's like, oh my God, amazing, right? I was like, fine. Oh, so fun. Now, I did have a Bev or two. Backstage. Okay. <laughs> so then we like all leave together. And Cal's like, yeah, I'm going to go meet up with my fiance, whatever. Okay. But we're like all walking down Broadway the same way. Yeah. And Ray was behind with Cal and Liz and I were like gossiping together up front. Yeah. And then we got to the corner of the street and Cal, I guess, like went to, he was like, bye guys. Like how, how you, how you yeah. part with people. Yeah. You part. Bye, guys. And from way too far away, I was like, bye. And then from way too far away, I just turned back around and I was like, Cal, call me. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. And then I was like, oh, no. And Raymond was like, you just ruined it. You just ruined it. You ruined it, Busy, in the 11th hour. And I was like, fuck. I really just blew it. I went too no, far. I don't I think did. that's true. Casey, Cal, call me. Like a fucking weird old mom. Can I tell you something though? What? I think that if, and Cal Penn, if you're listening or any friends of Cal's, I think that A, Cal Penn isn't the type of person to be turned off by something like that. Mm-hmm. And I also think that we put so much pressure on ourselves to be cool in a new situation. And sometimes we're so cool that we come off cold. And I think Ooh. when you said, Cal, call me, that to him was saying like, I'm welcomed into this person's life. Like who doesn't want to feel like someone's glad to see you or hopes to talk to you again? I guess so. But also Ray was horrified. He <laughs> might as well know you're goofy now. Hey, you know what? That's a good point. Why are you going to like pretend you're cool for, you know, for a bunch of days and then like <sighs> someone finds out like six months into a new friendship that you're there, you're a goof. I'm a real goofball, guys. <laughs> I'm a real goofball. <laughs> Cal's going to call you. I feel it. I hope so. <laughs> I feel it. I feel, I feel that Cal's going to call you. 
All right. You have to go to the doctor. Tomorrow's book club with our friend Heather Monterazzo, and it's sold out. So that's exciting. We have to log on a little early, but maybe we'll record another part of the podcast um, tomorrow, but we'll see. I'm kind of dying because Birdie sent me what they want from the Taylor Swift red merch. Okay. And <laughs> did you listen to the new did you listen to the new Taylor Swift? I did listen and I le- I read I read the 10 the minute new lyrics. Lyrics, yeah. Did you but did you listen to the 10 minute lyrics? Did you listen to it? Yes, I listened to it, but I also read it to make sure I understood. <sighs> so fucking because good. people were really really <laughs> I don't even, I mean, I feel like I got myself into a bit of trouble last week talking about, uh, whatever people I've known in my past. Um, interesting, interesting. Well, listen, Hey, it's your, it's your story to tell. And you know, if you lived half of a story, half of a a friendship or a relationship, it's, it's yours, you know. Listen. So I don't begrudge Taylor telling her half of her story. If you were to corroborate anything that Taylor said because you too had lived something, then I wouldn't begrudge you that either. Well, listen. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow you'll, you'll get into it. Who knows? Maybe tomorrow I can... Get into it. <laughs> Stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how we'll I feel. See. See I how just, you're uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's all interesting. Did you watch the video? She, the short film she wrote and directed. No, I didn't. About I should watch all, that. all too well. Ooh, just so that I, I can it. relate to you. I got home. It. Yeah, I mean, it's listen. This is people are like, really, you're really like people at work. You're really deep into the Taylor thing, and I was like, <laughs> guys, I have done a thing in order to like connect with my kid. Yeah, and know what my kid is. Yeah, talking about. Yeah, and I am here for it. Like, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, I well, just... Well, yeah, little did you know it would become so important to you. I mean, I don't know if it's, like, it's so important to me. I'm not going to... You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. I do love it. And yeah. also, I have, like, a wild connection yes. to some of this, the lore. The material. Lore. The lore. Some of the, the legend. Lore. The legend, legend and of lore Taylor of Taylor Swift. Yeah, I, I do have, like, a weird personal connection to it. And, um, and I do also have, um, like, it's kind of wild because, like, Birdie was also there. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, that's right. So weird. That's they were so a baby. Funny. They were a little baby. But they were there. Well, maybe it's maybe it's time to tell it, or maybe it's not. But anyway, no, no, whenever no. You, I also whenever you, you know do, else? you better say it on this podcast. Oh, really? Because you know what I was thinking. You know <laughs> what? what I was. You're so, oh my god! You're like, <laughs> well, your evil laugh. <laughs> the other day, Mark was like, "I really enjoy the um, 
tenor of the relationship that has emerged with you and Casey. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. Anyway. Um, oh, I did. I did decide. I want to start. Uh, I'm going to start writing another book. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, wait. Also, I had an idea for you. Okay. To write a book to make a billion dollars. Oh, okay. I love a billion dollars. I think it would be really easy for you to do. I I love an easy billion dollars. I think it would be, I actually, weirdly, I'm going to pitch it to you now. Okay. But let's cut it out. Okay. Alarms. Alarms. All right. I really got to go. Yeah. Um, We'll get it in Urban Outfitters and we'll also get it in Barnes & Noble. Do you know what I mean? There we go. Yeah. Done. All right. It's a great idea. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Each and every I wore it today. Vetiver. I also just like saying the word vetiver. So I appreciate that vetiver is something I can say daily when I'm like, oh, I need to put on my deodorant. Um... Each and every, guys, you've heard us talk about it. We love it. We don't stress that body odor because each and every is the only deodorant we trust. And as a bonus, it's a natural deodorant with no bad stuff. Uh, It's a game changer when it comes to deodorant. It's literally the greatest. Uh, I am a big believer in natural deodorant. And for years, I thought that just meant I had to smell but not with each and every. It's safe, simple, effective ingredients like dead sea salt, coconut oil, sensitive skin friendly. It's been found to fight odor as well as an antiperspirant without aluminum. Obviously, no parabens either, no baking soda, no other hidden nasties. Plus, each and every comes in sustainable packaging made from sugarcane and is vegan and cruelty-free. If you haven't tried it yet, I'm just going to tell you this. You're going to need to try it for me. Once you try each and every, you're never going to go back. It's the best natural deodorant available. And for everybody who's like early holiday shopping, I think they make great holiday stuffers, like little stocking stuffers. Beat the rush. Order now. We have an amazing deal for our listeners, 30% off your first purchase of each and every. Just go to our special URL, eachandevery.com slash best and use promo code best30. Don't miss out on 30% off. Use promo code best30 at eachandevery.com slash best. Bev, Bev. Bev, it's the time of year, Bev. Bev, Bev is perfect for holidays and parties and events. And it's great for gifting and also sharing with your friends. Guys, I'm really going for it. And I don't even have Casey with me, but I really am going for it. Um, You know I love my Bev. I had a Bev while we were doing this last segment of our podcast tonight. Um, We love Bev. It came to us at first because I was like, yeah, I enjoy wine and supporting a female founded and run business. And now it's literally my favorite. It's my go-to. Here's why. It's fun. It's a female founded canned wine brand on a mission to transform the alcohol industry as we know it, creating a voice for women 
where there's never been one before. But here's why I like it is it tastes really good. Um, I like the rosé. There's also Sauve Blanc, Pinot Gris, Pinot Noir. And they have a recently launched sparkling rosé called Glam and Glitz. I had the rosé tonight. It's my fave. I like it because it's dry and it's crisp and it's a little fizzy. And also it's zero sugar. So it's there's no sugar in it. And it's a little fizzy. It's super refreshing. It's delicious. It's crisp. It's like a nice drink. And it's not like you have to open a whole bottle of wine and then you're wasting the wine and then you're like, can I even use this to cook with? No, none of that. It's a cute little can. And in each can is a glass and a half of wine. That is perfect for my nighttime glass and a half of wine. <laughs> Their four packs are great for gifting and hosting. I love my Bev, guys. I really, really love my Bev. Get two-day shipping straight to your door. Shipping's always free. Plus, we've worked out a special deal for our listeners. Receive 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping. I suggest trying the best-selling variety pack, the Ladies' Night Variety Pack. And then you can check out all of the delicious varietals. Go to drinkbev.com slash busy or use code busy at checkout to claim the deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V dot com slash busy. Bev can also be found at retailers nationwide, including Target, Total Wine, BevMo, and more. But make sure that you go to drinkbev.com slash busy so that we can get the credit because you know I love credit. But the only thing I love more than credit is my Bev. I may be having an allergic reaction to something I had really bad IBS. Oh, no. Tonight. And then, but also I have... A raging sinus infection like the old days. Do you have a fever? No. No. I do not. I went to the okay. doctor. I don't have COVID. I have a massive sinus infection the like the old days. I have the sphenoidal sinusitis infection. Boot to that. Boot to that. Don't love it for you. I don't love it either. Um, and God, so much has happened, Casey. We went and we saw Taylor Swift. Oh, you did. I was we wondering. We did. I was we saw the saw the um we went to the dress rehearsal. Yes. We should tell everyone that it's Sunday now. Last time you heard from now us it's a Sunday. second ago. It was Saturday, but now it's Sunday. It's Saturday. But by the way, good for us for showing yeah. up today. Yeah. We're batting. So, we're batting better. We're, we're bat, whatever. I still, I still didn't look into what what batting averages it doesn't are. Matter. But it, whatever. But it's like but three. You, we're like point three five two or whatever. <laughs> Something. That's I'm a, guessing. I'm guessing. Um, but you went to see Taylor. Well, first Saturday I went to the doctor. Night. Remember, yes. I left you to go to the doctor. Yes. Um. Then, I took Birdie to the dress rehearsal. Chloe Feynman got me in. Very exciting. It Very was exciting. Cool. I have to say, honestly, it was like the best. It was best case scenario. Now, getting there was tough because Birdie had major panic. And oh, no. it was in like a real meltdown. And even oh, in no. the lobby, if anyone was there and they saw, <laughs> well, but anyway, um, Birdie had like a major melty 
in the lobby waiting. Okay. They were just so nervous. And then they yeah. were afraid that they were going to get like turned away or something. Yeah. And they just had like all this anxiety. Yeah. And then it was okay. But then I kind of like did a mom thing that like embarrassed them in front of somebody. And then they like lost it and were just like hysterical. But what was the mom thing that you it did? It was embarrassing. It was like so something my mother did to me. What'd you do? I was like, somebody, Birdie was like just edgy, you know? Yeah. And then we were like almost like th- done, like through into the waiting area where you then get loaded in. And the girl from NBC who had like been helping us that Chloe hooked us up with or whatever. Yeah. was like, saw Birdie give me a look, you know, because I was being like, you know, like I, how I get because I'm a mom. Sure. Because of the kind of mom I am. Sure. Where I'm, whatever. Anyway, and then she goes, <laughs> and she gave me a look and the girl noticed Birdie's look and she was like, is everything okay? Do you need anything else? And I was like, no, we're just, we're having a lot of feelings about being here. <laughs> like a fucking asshole. I did that. Like how embarrassing. We're having a lot of feelings about being here. And Birdie looked at me and then burst into tears. Oh, that's Dan from Side Door. Can you see me? Yes. How are you doing, busy? <laughs> I can. I, my, my older kid is, my kids are younger than yours. My older one is eight. But I, I don't know if kids are just aging quicker now than <laughs> They are, kid. for sure. 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Listen, busy, it gets better when they get older, but not 100%. Right. Feelings. Feelings. We're all having a lot, lot of feelings. feelings. But the, impor- the important thing is you got in to see Taylor. Was it amazing? Well, so then, so then we just had to, we had to take like a fucking minute. Yeah. In the lobby and we calmed down. A security guy who I recognized from times I've gone to be a guest on Seth <laughs> came over and brought me some water. With oh, nice. It was nice. We, calm- we calmed down. That's okay. Like, I sound like my fucking mother. <sighs> anyway, and then we went in and it was like literally fucking magic. Oh my God. Heather Matarazzo just joined us. She's here. We should explain Hi. to everybody before we resume talking about Taylor Swift on Saturday Night Live, we should say to everyone that the reason we're we're killing two birds with one stone right now mm-hmm, because we're doing mm-hmm. a tech check for our live book club tonight. Heather Matarazzo is joining us. And but when then we were like, hey, let's record it for our 10 minutes per day. Yeah. Podcast I'm so experiment. Sorry, I didn't realize that I was bugging in on the podcast. Come on, we don't. Man, we it's don't. Not, it's very fast and loose. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. I'm sure you don't listen to it, but this is it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, Dan, there's no. Dan is a musician. Dan Mangan, but he owns the company Side Door that is running the the book club for us tonight. And uh, the virtual event that many of you bought tickets for. Thank you for that. Heather picked the charity, which is Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. So all the proceeds from tonight are going to Dolly Parton. I mean, that's right. To buy books. That's right. Kids with imagination. By the way, can I tell you guys something for real? What? So I, because of all the moving and like whatever, I couldn't find my copy of the book. 
Oh no. And I was like, oh God. So I'm so I did the Love It or Leave It podcast live on Friday, which was super fun. We talked about it yesterday. Yes. Um, and so John Lovett's in town for a bit and he and he texted me and I was like, let's walk, like let's just meet for a walk and we can get a coffee or something. And then I was like, oh, meet me at the strand, the bookstore, so that I can pick up a copy of the book, right? He's like, sounds great. Now, I didn't tell you this, but like two nights ago, I was reading my horoscope and I was thinking about things. Or maybe I did say this. I don't remember. Guys, I don't remember. But I recently was like, I think I'm going to write another book. Like I'm like- Right. Yeah, I did say this, You said this yesterday. Okay. (laughs) Who fucking knows? Experiment's going great, guys. Listen, guys, we're doing it. (laughs) How many times do I repeat myself in a four-day period of time? We'll find out. We're going to find out. Um, anyway, so I had like decided, you know, I'm going to write another book. I went into the strand today and, um, there's too many books <laughs> in the world. <laughs> too many books there, have been written. There are. There are enough. There are enough. I don't need to write another one. So you changed. I, I'm going to, I'm going to politely disagree with you. <laughs> really? Yeah. There are never too many books. Okay. Ever. Okay. Well. And you also have to trust point. that, um, don't, why are you going to hold, uh, why are you going to hold yourself back from producing right. something that, uh, people will get a lot of benefit? Okay. Possibly, possibly. We, can we all agree that some books exist that should not? Yes. And that like, like ones that you're, are like jokes you're supposed to read on the toilet. Like we don't need those anymore. I mean, I sometimes a- you do. Yeah, I agree. This is what I was going to say. I was about, I was just about to look at this book right here, which you could think was maybe Cricket's book, but it's actually my book. This is maybe a book, one of those books, Casey, amazing facts about baby animals. Kids love those. Yeah. But it's also, it's also just like full of amazing, like just amazing facts about baby animals. I like that book. I like that book. I like it a lot. I guess that's good to read on the toilet. (gasps) When a rabbit, wait, wait, wait. I just want to tell you one. Okay. When a rabbit is about to have babies, she uses some of her own fur to make the nest soft and warm. Aww. I kind of do that is too. Really <laughs> sweet. I use my own hair to make like bumpets for my hair. That's similar to what a rabbit does. Do you know what I'm saying? Have you ever Can done say, that? No. What's a bumpet? It's like when you want to have like a bump in your hair, like a little poof or like a you don't remember bump or whatever. It, Heather, Heather never was a part of bumpet culture. Apparently, <laughs> she was too cool for bumpets. But um, I learned this in uh, when I was a cheerleader. Uh, if you take the hair out of your hairbrush, that like your hairbrush collects. If it's just your hair, you and can you sort of like roll it up and spray it and then pin it into your own hair. And then you have like a little custom bump. Wow. wow. Absolutely not. (laughs) Of your own dead hair, your own corpse hair. No. No, I don't want it either. Oh, it's cute when a rabbit does it. But when I do it, gross. The rabbit's not putting it to make a fashion statement. The rabbit is, is, is weaving it into its nest so that the baby feels cozy and comfortable and smells its mom. You, I'm, you don't know what rabbits do. <laughs> you don't honestly, know their lives. Honestly, valid point. <laughs> valid point. Anyway, so wait, so wait. So Birdie was like losing their mind about 
that we were going to get, you know, that we were going to see Taylor Swift. But the yeah. thing, this is so wild and also really ties into the book club. Okay. And I almost, I, it's so weird because I don't know if I want to talk about it right now or later, but maybe I'll just do it both because it's fascinating. Okay. Now remember, Heather, my older kid is 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And really, like, very, very a thinker, you know? Yeah. And Birdie goes, <sighs> I was like, what? It, what? What? Like, I was like, ah, trying to, trying to be cool. Casey, you know it. You know it well. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep my cool. And Birdie was like, it's just after they'd calmed down of the embarrassment, me embarrassed, whatever, calm down and we were like going to go in. And I was like, what? What now? I could see the look on their face. And they're like, it's just, we have to turn our phones off, right? And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, it's, yes, we have to turn our phones off. And then Birdie's like, and I mean, COVID, whatever. I'm not going to get to like meet Taylor Swift or anything. And I was like, no, no, we're not meeting Taylor Swift. We're just going to watch the show. And Birdie was like, I know it's just like, if you don't record it, you know, or you don't have a picture, like how do you even know you did it? Well, pics or it didn't happen. No, but this is but an actual is feeling a from a child. Feeling, yeah. Wow. And I was like, well, you have to, you have to learn how to have an experience. Mm. That's like a and, 21st century version of the tree fall in the wood question. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly yeah. what it is. And I was like, well, you have to learn how to ha- just have an experience for yourself. And Birdie's like, I'm not posting the pictures or the videos anywhere else. It is for myself. It's so that I can remember it and see it. If I don't have that, how do I even remember it? And I was like, Birdie, you remember things all the time that you don't have pictures or videos of. And Birdie was like, do I? I'm like, wow. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) What have we done? What have we done? But then, so there was that like sort of esoteric conversation, whatever. But then the like energy of all the other fans that were so excited to go in, you know, and be able to be there was really exciting. Isn't that crazy? Doesn't that remind you of the book? Kind of? Yeah. Yes. 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 I mean, Heather, how was the rest of your birthday time? It was, it was, um, it was great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And Um, how was, how was working? Yeah. Work was great. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I saw your pictures from the set getting your yeah. your hair did. Yeah. Hi guys. Very I like, exciting. I've been like just told to post more. I'm uh, it's I I always have this thing where I I become paralyzed cuz I'm like, "Hey, who the fuck wants to hear from me about anything?" B um I I I never really think to post. Right. You know what Wait, I mean? are we talking about Instagram? Yeah, Heather, Heather was shooting something. Yeah, Heather was shooting something uh, the two days this week. And so she was posting pictures from set. But she, you guys have the opposite problem because you're reprimanded for posting, I feel like, via, via memo. <sighs> I can't even get into that. That, like, it drives me so insane, Heather. Like, I essentially, like, have made myself a businesswoman from my Instagram. Like I've built a whole thing from yeah. it. We can yeah. all agree. There uh-huh. was an article written about it in the New Yorker. <laughs> for God's sakes. Yeah. And the publicity people at P 
Peacock are like, you're not allowed to, you, you can, like, you should just, you can only post what we ask you to post and it has to be like, um, when it's approved and. I'm well, like, let me ask you this then. Well, okay. Considering that you um, have become a businesswoman of Instagram. How much are they then paying you per post? Correct. So we've gotten into like, this is like actually, this was a whole conversation. <laughs> this was a whole, this was a whole conversation because, yeah. Because that's is, like putting that, because that's like saying that you're on hold for work and right. you're not allowed to audition or do anything else because they exclusively uh, own your time. And so if, then it's like, then you need to fucking pay me, bitch. Right. Well, <laughs> that's been, that was, that has been an argument that has been used by the people on my team and by me, but they've been okay about letting me post for other brands and things, but they, but they are just like, it's just weird. They just have all of these rules, all of these like arbitrary ideas of what is going to be successful for, and it's not, it doesn't work. That's the thing about like all of social media is that I think like if you have, if you're a person who is able to like in the public sphere or and slash or slash whatever, an entertainer, and you're able to connect with the people that enjoy your work or enjoy you, Mm-hmm. that's like an intuitive thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's no business in the world. There's no PR person or algorithm that then knows better than what your intuitive sense of what like your audience, how they would like to hear information or get information or no information. There's no algorithm in the world that would beat that. That will you're, be your, that. you're your own best algorithm. You're your own best algorithm. If you're if you're a person that's good at it, some people fucking suck at it and they need an algorithm. I and they need, yeah, yeah, and they need I to be told. I don't but, know where I fall on that spectrum. I, I like because I was just saying um to to Casey that I I've been told I need to post more. And it's like people want to see like when you're on set and when you're working and like what you're doing and blah, blah, blah. And I have this thing where it's how do you get to be vulnerable and authentic Mm -hmm. while also getting to maintain that boundary where Mm. like my, my personal life, my very personal life is my very personal life. And does that even exist anymore? Like what, like, it does. I think it does. I mean, as someone who I think kind of does both, don't you think, Casey? Yes. 100%. I think I like managed to do both things. Uh, so but, what is that line for you? What does that look like for you? And how are you able to navigate that? And does, is that in flux or is it a hard line? Because uh, like you show pictures of your kids and stuff. And yeah, I do. I do. That and, that's, but I mean... There we have there are certain there are parameters around that, you yeah. know. And um and their dad and I have like agreements with each other. And then I have my own agreement with myself. Like I would never post any one of uh like a friend and any mi- I would never post any minor without getting permission, the permission of their yeah. uh parent or guardian and also them. 
like both the kid and the parent. Yeah. Um, so in cases, so in any case where I've posted any minor that's not my mine own child where they've given me permission for the photo. Yeah. Right. And caption, and then Mark has as well. And then um but I think it does, I think it does sort of I think it sort of is ever is a little bit ever changing. I think that things have to be they have to be because every because it's all constantly shifting and changing. And so, you know, Birdie specifically went through a period of time where they were like, I'm not, don't put me on your fucking Instagram. I don't want to be in any pictures. I don't want, you can take pictures of me not posting anything. And that was when the QAnon people accused me of selling Birdie into uh, child sex slavery, I believe. Right, Casey? <laughs> yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like it's Pizzagate or like QAnon. Did, it was like, it was like when right she, pre, pre-QAnon. Yeah. Where's Birdie busy? Where are you hiding Birdie? Like there was like this whole period, very short period of time pre-pandemic. When she would post a, pic, a picture of Cricket, I feel yeah. like they'd It was like, I like, would post it. Yeah. I would post yeah. a picture of my younger kid Cricket and people, there would be like all these weird comments from like, a very specific type of bot person that was like, interesting that we never see pictures of Birdie anymore. Birdie did turn 12 last year. You know what that means. And like, it's like, so I was like, it really took me, I had to do some deep diving to understand what was happening, like what these people were insinuating or what they were like trying to, yeah, I mean, I guess. I just, mean, they thought that Wayfair was packaging children, children. and mailing, mailing you know them that, to right? people. Well, in, yeah, yeah. In pieces of furniture. Um, when Birdie reappeared, did anyone apologize? <laughs> <laughs> Still no, waiting on no. that. Still because <laughs> was it really Birdie or it's Birdie? Oh, well, Heather, now you've yeah. done it. Now you've done it. <laughs> Did, you, did I ever tell the story on this on this podcast about the mommy and me movies at the oh my god you guys when I first had Birdie I mean this was well we do we can do the math we can all just do the math yeah thirteen years ago so yeah. thir- this was almost by the way maybe thirteen years ago today we don't know I don't know <laughs> it may have been thirteen years ago today. I was like very, I I had a really rough time uh, in the early months of being a mom. And I was like, really, I really struggled. And somebody was like, I was trying to connect with other moms and like trying to do that thing. I don't know. I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I was a mess. And a mom I was friends with was like, we should go, you know, at the Grove movie theater and, um, at this other, at the another movie theater, they do these mommy and me movies on like Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. And uh, I was like, what makes it mommy and me? And they're like, well, it's just like a current movie that's out, but like they don't turn the lights all the way off. It's just sort of like dimmed and everybody, like new moms bring their babies. And so you can watch a new movie, like a movie that's out and bring your like newborn and not worry because they'll like scream in the middle of it. And like people just have, you can change their diapers and they've got, and I was like, oh, that's such a great, that's so great. Okay. Yeah. Let's fully do this. Like, yeah, let's do it. I need to do something. I need to do something. I need to get out and like not be afraid of the world. Cause I was having like panic. I was having postpartum anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to the Grove 
I'm, I'll meet you there. Nine thirty. It's like nine thirty a.m. on a Tuesday or something like that. And then I get a text from my friend Jenna, and she's like, "Oh my god, Killian had like a diaper explosion. I didn't have another thing. I'm not going to make it, but I love you, and like I'll see you soon." And I was like, "Okay." I go in, get my ticket, and like go in, and I sit down, and it's like all these moms and there's babies and stuff. The movie was the Angelina Jolie movie, The Changeling, which was <laughs> about murdered children in <laughs> and about Good like one, guys. a kid who like disappears and then shows back another kid shows back up and like is it her kid, but really it's like not my son. Yeah, it's like this like chicken ranch, the Porter Ranch, which is like in the valley in California, where there were like horrible murders like these of these little boys in the 20s or something like that lord this is the fucking movie that they showed for mommy and me (laughs) movie the changeling so anyway to your point heather is it birdie or is it the changeling i mean i mean only time will tell wow 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 (laughs) so insane wow well, the good news is you took many videos and pictures, so you know you experienced it. And maybe I just can, didn't post them all. I just didn't post maybe them all. Maybe you can compare. Now, how do you guys feel about when people post pictures of their kids, but they put like a um, smiley face emoji or something over their face? That's fine. Like, I always, <laughs> I always think it's so weird because I'm like... I, I don't know. I think it's so weird because I'm like, you want to show your kid's body, but not their face because like you don't want to. And it's usually generally someone really famous. Here's- there is a reason, though. There is a thing in that all of the social media organ, like they create shadow personas to be mm. advertised to at a later time when they can identify who that is. So like even if your kid has never had their face on Facebook, but they like they have like a likeness on Facebook and they're, they've never been tagged. They have no nothing. Facebook is starting to generate an algorithm of who can advertise to this kid when they have a face and a name. Oh, that's wild. I don't think most people know that. So Dan, thank goodness you're here to make us fear more things that it's too late to <laughs> do anything about. Um, but I think most celebrities don't show their kids' faces because there's like obviously like the kidnapping fear. That's what I've always heard. But then I'm like, if everyone knows what your kid's face looks like, then it's harder to kidnap them. Yeah, I don't think that's why they don't do it, Casey. Mm-hmm. Why do you think? I've heard the argument being that like they didn't choose a public life and they should be able to have anonymity in public when and if they decide to, you know, enter into the public sphere should be their own choice, not just because their parent has like put them out there. Now, listen, my ship sailed. So then I was just like, well. (laughs) I I have a slightly selfish position in that I don't post pictures of my kids, but I love seeing pictures of other people's kids. But also, Dan, I am going to say something. I'm going to say something, guys. Maybe not that controversial. You're a dad. It's different. People don't Mm -hmm. care as much. They just don't. Like famous dads. Yeah. Like, guys, did you even, I saw an actor, a fam- I'm not even going to say who it is, but I, but we saw 
a famous actor walking with like two kids. And I was like, that guy's got kids. Like <laughs> who fucking knew that guy had two kids. He's a full dad. Like people don't give a shit about famous dads. They only care. They really care about it, what the moms women. mess up. Yes. And like if moms, if like women, obviously like if women have the babies. Britney phenomenon. Sure. Don't have that baby's head snap back. By the way, I did knock Cricket's head on something when they were a baby. Just no paparazzi caught it. So uh, I was good. Uh, and I almost fine. fell down a full flight of stairs carrying Eli because well, it was you know- New England and icy. Like uh, nobody, there was no paparazzi there because it was at Lemonster, <laughs> Massachusetts. But I did almost really injure my baby and myself. I really injured myself falling with Cricket two times. Well, I, no one should give me a baby to carry, I guess. Is the, I was going to say, knowing your <laughs> track like, record with standing up, you're and a real falling. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. I am. So. I am, except it never looks as cute on me. I'm just like, down. I was like, remember when she was falling down all the time? And yeah. people were like, she's so adorable. And I was like, she should go to a neurologist. If you fall down that much, you should check it. I don't know. Maybe she did. And maybe she was like, it's fine. I just fall down a lot. But maybe I was she has Eller Sandros. <laughs> I bet she maybe does. Maybe she has Evan Dando. <laughs> Evan Dando's syndrome, whatever it's called, that we both have. And pretty has my aunt has. Eller's Dandros? Dandros? Danlos. Eller's Danlos syndrome. Oh my gosh. <sighs> well, well, I guess we like we tech checked and we recorded like 30 minutes of chit chat. Is there anything else anyone wants to say for the podcast? Heather just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Heather. Thank you. We went bowling and I was terrible. Oh my god, I love bowling. You were great. <laughs> I was listen, I didn't let it get me down. That's what I can say. I mean, I'll tell you, I had one too many uh lagunitas. Um, I, I really did. Um, yeah. Last year of my thirties. Very exciting. You were, you did beautifully bowling. Your wife destroyed us all. I I know. I know. Destroyed us. I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I mean, she, she was like, I think like varsity softball. (laughs) Yeah. That's what she told me. Yeah. She's gifted. Yeah, yeah. She was like, I was on the softball team, and I was like, what does that have to do with bowling, Heather? Yeah, she's really great with the, with a ball. Yeah, well, with the throwing fingers, uh, the (laughs) finger. This is a family (laughs) podcast. It's not. It's not. No families (laughs) listen to this podcast except for Lou Barlow and his wife Adele. Lou from Sebado and Dinosaur Junior. Hi, Lou. I'm saying hi because I love him. He like comments on our Instagram posts and it's very exciting for, for me. Um, okay, <laughs> so should we just go like pour ourselves cocktails and meet back yeah. here? Ooh, athletic greens. I'm sad Casey's not with me for this one because you know what? She loves some AG1. She just loves it. She does it every day. And I try to do AG1 every day. Sometimes I make it. Sometimes I don't. And I don't let it make me feel bad when I don't get it in. Do you know what I mean? Because that's 
just where we're at in life. We can't feel bad. We got to just do our best. And Athletic Greens is a health and wellness company that makes comprehensive daily nutrition really, really, really simple. There's so many stressors in life. It's difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give your body everything it needs, all the nutrients and it's busy schedules. It's, I don't know, bad habits. It's poor sleep. Everything can contribute to it. But AG1 by Athletic Greens, it's the category leading superfood product. It brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody. They keep up with their research, know what to do, And look, taking a bunch of pills and capsules is hard on your stomach and it's hard to remember and it's hard to keep up with. And to help us be our best, AG1 has simplified the path to better nutrition by giving us the one thing, just one thing with all the best things. You put one tasty scoop of AG1 into your smoothie in the morning or mid-morning or afternoon, and that contains 75, 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, including a multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. In just that one little convenient daily serving, the special blend of high-quality bioavailable ingredients in a scoop of AG1 work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, support energy and focus, aid with gut health and digestion and support a healthy immune system, effectively replacing multiple products or pills. And it's just one delicious, healthy drink. Listen, it's it's lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto or paleo or vegan or dairy-free or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of added sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, nothing hidden, no artificial anything, and it keeps it tasting great. Listen, guys, we want you to join us and also athletes and life leads and moms and dads and people who are committed to their daily health and focusing on the nutritional products they really need in the simplest way possible. That's Essentialist Nutrition. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash busy today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash busy to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Ana Luisa. Guys, we love Ana Luisa, which is a jewelry brand that has a simple but clear cut idea. High quality jewelry shouldn't cost the planet. That's A N A L U I S A. Ana Luisa believes that how they create their pieces matters just as much as why people wear them. Their metals are noble and recycled whenever possible. Their gemstones are transparently sourced, making conscious luxury accessible to everyone. They're 100% carbon and water neutral and are committed to ethical business practices across the supply chain. I've gotten so many cute things from Ana Luisa. I especially love this little pinky ring that I've been wearing that has like a green gem on it. 
and it's quality, beautiful, versatile, long-lasting, and I love it. I also have a really cute little bracelet that I got from them as well. Anyway, guys, there are many different ways to style Anna Louise's designs. If you're looking to make a necklace stack, highly recommend a gift. There are gifts coming up. Gifting is coming up for people. Versatile designs, perfect to mix and match, wear every day. Anna Luisa releases new limited edition collections every Friday with pieces starting at just $39. So go treat yourself and a loved one. Use our code BEST to get your second piece for 60% off starting tomorrow, November 18th. Whoa, 60% off starting tomorrow, November 18th at shop.com. AnnaLuisa.com slash best. That's spelled A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. I definitely recommend their jewelry. They're such a great brand for beautiful, sustainable jewelry. Once again, use the code BEST to get 60% off your second piece at shop.AnnaLuisa.com slash best. You must, hello, you must be so tired. I'm not, I'm not, not tired. I'm not going to lie. <sighs> oh, I'm probably, I guess I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yes, that's the word for it. Also, you know what? Turns out our experiment, which I thought was going to like save time, just made more time for me. Yeah. To have to do stuff. It wasn't, it didn't work for me. You know what though? We tried and we tried ha- something. <laughs> Gina Gina. Is- Gina is just demanding that busy pat her. Oh my god, Gina! Gina just. got Gina got floofed today because oh Aww. my god, I'm doing this job tomorrow for um, Purina for the National Dog Show, which I'm like oh, cute. so excited about. That's very exciting. And Gina gets to come with me. <laughs> so exciting! She's had a real week of that's her second floof of the week. I know. Well, she got floofed. Yeah, she got floofed. Yeah, I guess it's yeah two floofs in one week. I know because I was just listening when we talked the other day about (laughs) her floofing. (laughs) So we tried this experiment. It didn't work. We had a slightly better than 50% success rate. Of checking in every day. In in terms of attendance. But you know what I would say? I think that if this dog is going to fucking kill me right now, I can't. You guys, she's, you can't see this. This is a podcast. She's, how do you describe mauling me? She's like, well, she's pawing me aggressively at you so that you'll pet her. My, um, my more psychotic dog does that. The one that I'm pretty sure knows how to hold a knife. And so I always (laughs) just pet her when she does it because she's like the, um, that kid in the cornfield in the, the Twilight Zone episode that where everyone's like, oh, yes, um, that it's very good that you did that. You know, she's like, she's, uh, there's something off. Yeah, there's something off. There's she has like brain worms that she's the sweetest thing 99% of the time and then that yeah. that one 100th percent she's yeah. like 100% going to shiv you. So I had a really really long day today. Yeah, I could t- I saw on Instagram. 
Yeah, your feathers, your... Yeah, that's like day three in the feathers. Yeah, it's a lot. Also, I'm like legally probably not supposed to talk about this, but there was like, there's like a, there was like a COVID situation. <gasps> oh, no. That was stressful. Yeah, sure. Sure. Can a I tell you A stressful situation. Everything I've worked on since COVID started has had a COVID situation. And it is... This one, <clears throat> this one stressful every time. stressful. Oh no! Was yeah, it you? So it was not. What am I being soon? We'll oh, find out. God. Um. Yeah. It's not great. Okay. Well, prayers yeah. up to prayers, prayers up, up to prayers everyone. Up. Prayers up. I mean, yeah. I just I don't need anyone else to get COVID starting now. Everyone stop. No, I'm done. I'm done with it. Oh wait, I have a new med test result. Live. <gasps> On the pod, we're gonna find out if I have COVID. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna assume. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm a gonna assume. You're a I, I'm gonna assume that if I you did, have Italianism, you have Mario. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Negative. Mar- Negative. Okay. But the, do you have to go retest like in three days or something? I have to test every day this week. Hmm. But also partially because. There may have been. It was like an exposure that, well, it was an exposure. I was exposed to somebody who then tested positive, asymptomatic, mask-wearing person. Yeah, of course. I mean, but, yeah, it happens. <sighs> it's very stressful. It's draining very stressful. my bev. What are you going to do? We can't, nothing. There's nothing we can, there's literally <laughs> nothing we can do. No, but you guys, listen, I wanted the experiment to work better. Maybe if it had been an experiment that had been done when I felt less weird in my life, when I didn't feel this week was weird for me. I had a weird week. My nose is so red. It's Your nose is, all, is very red. I just ate, I ate gluten for dinner. I was like, fuck it. I can't. <laughs> you I'm, just had a big plate of gluten. I had, um, I had a, one little, um, triangle of pita. Okay. It's a lot of gluten in there. And then, and I ate a breaded chicken cutlet. Well, that's just full breaded. It's breaded is in the name. Listen, in case you don't know, I when Busy and I first started working together a few years ago, <laughs> after being friends for a really long time, but not, but not enough that we would know all the intimate details of each other's lives. She was offering me some some bread product. And I was like, no, no, I don't really eat that too much. And she was like, why do you have celiac? And I said, no, it's not that bad. It could be worse. But when a friend of mine who did have celiac once pointed out to me that every time I ate something with wheat in it, I sneezed like 40, 50, 60 times. And she was the one that noticed too it. Too many because- sneezes. Yeah, too, too many, many sneezes. sneezes because I would always apologize to her first. I would be like, I'm so sorry. I'm about to eat pizza in front of you. And she'd be like, don't worry about it. And then like the hundredth time she was like, just FYI, you have a fucking sneezing attack of the worst kind every time. So I took her advice and I stopped eating wheat. And then I stopped having these like wild sneezing attacks constantly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you sneeze like 60 times. You're definitely 100% pissing your pants a little, yes. you know? Yeah. yeah. So, it, and it was miserable. Like people would want to kick me off the train, off the Metro North train when I was commuting. If I had like a mm-hmm. bagel, I, it just, it had to stop. So anyway, I told Busy, I don't really eat that 
I don't really eat bread. And Busy was like, oh, okay. But then <laughs> later she admitted to me that she thought that I was just kind of like, you know, like being like how people are like, oh, I don't, I don't eat gluten or whatever. But then she said, now I think that you have cursed me because you're a witch. And yeah. now every time I eat bread, my nose turns all red and I get runny. And do you sneeze? No, I don't sneeze. Uh-uh. Oh, thank God. I'm glad for that. But your nose does get red and you get all stuffy. And I, it's not stuffy. It's like, it's weirder. It's just my nose turns bright red. It's so weird. Well, listen, <laughs> nothing, if I, wait, nothing else happens except for my nose turning bright red. That's like a trend now. I feel like having like a very red face. Is I've it? noticed. Yeah. I've noticed that the, the YouTube makeup. Oh yeah. Birdie was doing just, that for a minute. Lots of blush. You, yeah. Blush like all the way yeah. across from cheek yeah, I don't know. over nose to cheek. I guess so. I don't know, guys. If I did curse you, I didn't do it intentionally, and I don't know how to reverse it. Sorry if there was, like, an abrupt end to the recording yesterday, but there was stuff. (laughs) I said stuff, and then it was like, I was like, Casey, we got to edit it out. I can't deal with this right now. And you know what, guys? You just have to trust me on this. You just have to trust me that in this moment in my life, I am, I, I, it's not that you can't handle anything. It's not that I don't trust you. I do. It's I else. personally, well, no, it's me. I personally know my limits. Yeah. And when we talk about, sometimes people talk about emotional hangovers or whatever, like that shit's real. Yeah. And you need to like, take this into your own life, guys. I'm just going to say this to you right now. Sometimes you think you want to share a thing, you do, you get through it with a friend or whatever. And you're like, "Mm, that's not, I don't, it's never too late to just be like, Hey, not, I don't want to talk about that thing again in for a minute. I'm, I just am not a person who feels like anyone owes me anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I never feel like that. I don't feel like anyone owes me like an explanation or I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I get the point that you're trying to make. Sometimes people do not owe you something, but you deserve something. And sometimes you deserve an explanation. But yes, I get what you're saying. In this situation, we're all free to do what we like. And yeah, I didn't blame you for wanting to cut the thing out where you, you know, just talked about something that... I just don't want to talk about right now. You just don't have the... the, I just don't have the bandwidth. Yeah. The spoons. To deal with. Say. The what? The spoons. What does that mean? It's like, have you ever read about the spoon theory when... Oh, motherfucker. There's a theory about spoons? Well, it's Ugh. it's good, actually. You'll like it. It's up your alley. Spoon theory is a metaphor that is used to describe the amount of mental or physical energy a person has available for daily activities and tasks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The theory was developed by Christine M- Miserandino as a way to express how it felt to have lupus. She used spoons to provide a visual representation of units of energy that a person might have and how chronic illness forces her to play 
plan out her days and actions in advance so as not to run out of energy or spoons before the end of the day. It has since been applied to other phenomena such as disabilities, mental health issues, marginalization, and other factors that might play place an extra often unseen burden on some individuals. So often when like I'll see among my friends, like in writing groups or whatever, somebody will say, does anyone have the spoons to read a draft of my latest whatever? Mm. Or somebody will say, hey, I wanted to ask your advice. And then you'll see another person say, sorry, I'm all out of spoons today. That's that. Okay. You're out of spoons. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm kind of, I'm spoonless in this moment. (laughs) Is that that okay to say? You don't have spoons. You have no flatware. I have, well, I was going to say, I've got some forks and I have like a couple knives. You know what I mean? Like the spoons. No, nope. Nope. Spoons. Nope. (laughs) Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's just been a lot. I've had a lot of, a lot. It's just been a lot. As they say. You know what? Um, I live, I live for the week where you say it's been a little. Because your life is just a lot. All the I you need a break. You need to make, when's that that's never happening. I don't know. I don't either. I was I, actually thinking about that today. I was feeling very, very sometimes I like get into this thing where I'm like, who is that? That's not even what <laughs> like I was getting very overwhelmed today at work. Yeah. And I like actually Paula and Sarah and I went to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> together because <laughs> whatever we just did, and I like fully started hysterically crying. Mm. It was a very interesting moment. Yeah, sort of all tied into everything, but I was just like, I can't, I cannot go on. <laughs> uh, but uh. on I went. But you did it. You did it. On I went. And here we are. Home. You're doing your last thing of the day, which we can just make it quick because to be honest, one thing we did do well at is we thought we were on the days, we thought we were going to record 10 minutes every day. And while we didn't succeed in recording 10 minutes every day, we did succeed in recording more than 10 minutes. So we don't need to talk forever right now. We can just wrap it up. I'll give you a sinus update. Okay. A live as it's happening sinus update, which is that my sinuses feel so much better. Oh, good. That's great news. My sneaker update is that Hoka refunded every dollar I've ever given to them, but they, but I have no sneakers. So they kept Has that aired yet? No. (laughs) So so, so it wasn't even in response to anything. They kept my old. I wonder if. Sneakers. I wonder if after this comes out, if you'll get a pair of sneakers. I doubt. I sincerely doubt it. I almost feel at this point like they feel like I'm not a good representative for their sneakers. <laughs> and they're just. <laughs> well, that's fucking. That's Then they're assholes. <laughs> Do you Sorry. ever feel like that? Do you ever feel like when so, when somebody's like telling you why something's not going to work out and the reasons start to get more and more preposterous and you're like, if you don't want to me to do this, just tell me, you know, that's a little bit how I feel about the sneakers, but I got all my money back. I don't know if I'll ever get my old busted sneakers back. You're never so going to come back. They're gone. They're dead. Yeah. They probably shredded them. They're somewhere else, but they're somewhere else now. 
Um, I, I, um, They're with Elon Musk in space. <laughs> I was shot into space with Elon Musk. I'm, I'm even now, I guess. I'm, I'm not out any money, but I'm not in any sneakers. <laughs> and we sold RIP Prius for parts last night. Was it, you said it was creepy. It was so creepy because Eli just put it up on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, and he, I already don't like this. He got like 20 messages within like a second. And there was one really nice man who offered us like a price for it that seemed fair considering the mm-hmm. engine was broken. Mm-hmm. And so he arranged for that guy to come. Mm-hmm. But another guy that was interested in it just like... Figured out our neighborhood, showed up and like rang the doorbell and was is like, "Is it because is it because you've basically said where you live on this podcast?" <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think he listens to the podcast, <laughs> and so he knew where we lived. I think it's like he matched oh, the my God. he matched the photos to like that's fucked up. Spotted the car, okay. so he rang the doorbell. I like, don't like that. I didn't like it either. And then um, he was like, I'll give you this much. And Eli was like, no, somebody else is already coming. And he offered a higher amount of money. And he's like, and I said that we'll likely sell it to him. So, and we didn't arrange for you to come. And the guy was like, (laughs) the guy said something really, no, the guy said something really horrible to him. And what What did he say? He was like, are you Jewish? And Eli was what? like, what does that even what? fucking mean? Yeah, exactly. And he was like, what are you talking about? And the guy was like, what? It's not racist. I can ask you if you're black or gay. And Eli was like, get wait, out this of here. Is a, wait, on the phone? <laughs> no, in the street in front of our house. I don't And I was it. like, I didn't get it either. And he was like, that's not racist. I can ask you any questions I want. You're an asshole. And I was like. Dude, just get out, get the fuck out of here. And then so Eli just took pictures of his license plate in case he came back to, you know, murder us. Oh God. But um well, he, he didn't. didn't. He didn't. We sold the car to the nice man. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, you know, he's gonna he's gonna put uh, he has apparently has an engine to put in it, which we did weird. not have. So it's also weird. I don't know. What it, why do people just have engines lying around? I don't, it's Los Angeles. I, I feel like everybody has like something four, four half cars somewhere in their on their property. Does Maybe. That mean? I don't know. <laughs> that's what it seems like. Anyway, but that's where I'm at. That's what's happening with me. I don't I don't think I have anything else to update anyone on. We did the book club. It was wonderful. Oh, yeah. People loved it. It was really, really nice. Heather Matarazzo was so great, and she had such a wonderful time. She's great. She texted me today, and then I didn't text her back, but and I feel bad about it, and I will text her back, and I love her, and if she's listening to this, I love you, Heather, and I saw your text, but I was overwhelmed by life and crying in the bathroom with Sarah Bareilles and Paula Pell, and I just couldn't couldn't handle it. I'm sure she understands. Um, I hope so. Yeah, she she gets it. But yeah, the book club was so great. And thank you to everyone that came out. And thanks to everyone that bought tickets so that we can write a nice check to Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. And How much we, do we know? I don't even know because I don't. Yeah, I don't know anything. How much are we writing to Dolly? I think we made um, like $4,000 to send to Dolly. That's very nice. Yeah, yeah. And so that'll buy a lot of books for kids. So that's exciting. 
And um, yeah, and it was just great. And Dan Mangan, who you heard earlier on the podcast, did a beautiful job. If you are a performer and you want to hold virtual events, totally urge you to do it through his company's side door. They're wonderful. And um, I think that's it. I'm still like working away on the newsletter. We have to talk at some point for 10 minutes so I can tell you all I've learned about the world of newsletters. I'll tell you everything I know. Okay. But everyone's been nice. The newsletter world is full of nice people. Well, that's nice. It's good to know. Yeah. Here are the thoughts that I've been having. Let's hear it. Number one, I do want you to write that book where you can just get rich and write it. Okay. No one's ever written a book and gotten rich except for J.K. Rowling, and she's a turf or whatever, so (laughs) fuck that. A turf? Is that what it's called? A smurf? She's a turf (laughs) and probably a smurf. I don't know. Wait, by the way, why didn't they call it a smurf? I feel like that would have been – well, smurf, I guess, is already a thing. It's already a thing, and, like, turf stands for a thing, and – so trans exclusionary feminist radical feminist radical feminist yeah what why radical is she even radical at all in any way she's just an asshole i think i mean radical such a strange word right because but, it means extreme and like sometimes extreme things can be good but generally they're bad i'm a radical feminist yeah, but you're not a but trans-exclusionary I'm, radical no, of feminist. Not. You're not I'm, someone who's like, I'm so feminist that I can't include trans people. Like, that's but, what I think TERFs think. Like, they think that some, they think that oh, trans I know what people they think. are taking something away from oh, feminism. Oh, I know what they think. They're when we fucking, know yes. that trans people are adding to feminism and that, you know. Of course. N- you know, lighting another candle doesn't mean that your candle goes out or whatever Ugh. the fuck your your mom says when you're... Pettis, didn't you watch Hamilton? The <laughs> world was wide enough for both Hamilton and me. That's all <laughs> we needed. It's the only message I ever needed in my life was from Lin-Manuel Miranda writing that line. The world was wide enough for both Hamilton and me. I really feel like that's it. Uh, I love that guy. guys. I love that Lin-Manuel. Apparently... All the talk on set today from Sarah Bareilles was how good Tick Tick Boom was. I heard, but yes. it was amazing. She loved it. My young friend Adrian Enderl was on the the team of Tick Tick Boom, and uh, and my friend Una Lamarch, who's a friend of Lynn Manuel's as well, was at the at the like staff and crew screening of it and said it was amazing. Can't wait. Um, yeah, I know. I was invited to the thing last night and I didn't go, but... Oh, yeah. Eric Gurry and our friend Eric Gurry and what? Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. But Sarah was really raving about it. She said oh, it was good. incredible. So I'm excited to see it. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably not going to see it. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm just not going to lie to anyone about what's going to happen in the future. I'm going to bet you money that I'm not going to fucking see it. Don't you think at some point, like, a DVD of it is going to... No, a DVD? Mom, excuse me? I just got a DVD of Spencer. How the fuck are you going to play it? On on what? I have a DVD player. You do not. I have a disc drive. I do. do. You do not. It's a projector. I'm going to watch it on a big screen. I'm going to watch Spencer on a big screen. Was that for me? Did I give it to you? That projector? No. 
Oh. <laughs> We've always been a big projector family. I think a projector is amazing. I think it's like get the biggest TV you can get. Is what the I best say. thing you can have. You can play video games on it if you do that kind of thing. Shadow puppets. Paula Pell is really great at shadow puppets. I'm really in work mode right now, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're just it's your your comedy biz. Well, no, it's, I'm not even comedy biz in this moment. But like my only favorite, I've been at work. Well, wait, for the last 48 hours, I've definitely been at work for 24 of those 48 hours. I feel like I've been at work for half the time I've been alive for the last two days. Yeah. So then, like everything just starts to become everything in your brain just becomes about work. Sure. And the people that you work with. And you're like, oh, that's like when Sarah said this. Or that's when Renee said, people are like, what? I don't know those people. Well, listen. That story like is like, like listening to a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking tired, you guys. Uh, um, well, so you're tired. I am tired. I was, and then I had that raging sinus infection. And yeah. Um, I did start to feel better today. Yeah. I took care of myself though yesterday. Yeah. Um, I had, I was supposed to go to like a dinner thing that was like, you know, like a fancy dinner thing. Yeah. And I canceled it. I mean, I canceled my participation in it. I said, wow, I'm, I need to rest. And so then I went home and you were like, do you want to record? And I was like, no. I'm very tired. And I did. So like, I feel like that was, I feel like that was a big deal for me. I normally don't do shit like that. I normally just like power through and I'm like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I could do it. Yeah. Now you just need to get to a point where you're like saying no to stuff before you even, so you don't even have to feel guilty about it. Not that I don't feel guilty, guilty though. Good, good. Yeah. But you know, but I know just what you're being saying. Like aware, looking, yeah, being aware, forward thinking, being forward yeah. thinking, looking do at you what, what your day is like, and do being like, what? I'm not going to fucking do that. Part of part of it though is that like, and I get it. I get people who are are like constant flakers or whatever, yeah. because it's like this is like a really nice way to look at people who are constant constantly flaking on you. Yeah. They have the best intentions. Yeah. They think that they can do it all. It's true. And then they like get down to it and they're like, yeah, no, I can't. I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the 70 billionth thing on my list this week. I can't do that. Yeah. It's rough. One time I tried to have a birthday party for my husband at a restaurant that made us prepay for everyone that RSVP'd yes. And it literally was like, it was a very rainy night and literally every single person canceled. And I was like, no, I have dinner for like 12 people and only two. (laughs) And it was so weird. And I just, it ended up like it ended up being that I invited friends that I thought were like going to be out of town at the last, I was like, I know that you weren't invited to this in the first place, but we have to like go eat food for 12 people. And they were like, yeah, hell yeah, we'll go. We gave like, we asked if we could cover the bills of other people sitting near. It was, it was just anyway, anyway, it was a night where my entire social circle 
bailed. maxed out their bandwidth and bailed on on Matt's birthday, and it was brutal. <laughs> but also fine. We took home like six dinners. We ate four dinners. We paid for two other strangers' dinners. It was was it a good restaurant? It was really good. <laughs> it was really good. I don't think it exists anymore, but it was good. Where was that? New York? Yes, in Manhattan. It was like a like a vegan restaurant that I think we picked because some of the people that we invited were vegan. <laughs> That's just weird. Uh, Sorry. Just rude well, people. I hope you're listening. What are you going to do? Everybody was really apologetic and like nobody could know that when Everyone they were calling was. to be like, listen, I'm, I kind of have like um, or sniffles or whatever that like, yeah, that eight other people were canceling or whatever. It's fine. Well, it's fine now. It's fine now. But at there the time, been, I bet it was really annoying. It was annoying slash, but also kind of funny and, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, so, you know, show up if you can. But if you really can't, knowing you, if you really couldn't go to dinner, you really couldn't go to dinner. No, I came home and I like didn't do anything and I took a bath and I, you texted me and I was like, yeah, no. I can't talk to you. <laughs> I know that we said we were going to, and that's just not going to happen. Um, I think we did okay. We did okay. Yeah. And I'm trying my best at this week. Let's see. What have I been trying my best at? Um, well, I realize that a new way I'm distracting myself is just looking at furniture mm. on auctions. Like, last year, I really did a lot of online shopping. I think we talked about this. Yeah, we did. I never had been an online shopper. And then COVID and the shutdown and depression and the wine and the chocolate chip cookies. And the, and it's just a lot. And then I really was online shopping. And then I decided I needed to put the kibosh on it. And so I didn't want to buy anything new. And then I found the auctions and now I'm just in a whole new world of addiction. But here's the deal. There's no deal. There's no deal. I'm just, I just am trying to move through everything and I'm like trying to find ways to soothe myself. And I have some weird ways like that are not the best. I mean, I gotta, I gotta be careful with these auctions because I can already see like all of a sudden I was on one of those sites. I think maybe you had sent me the thing. Sorry. And (laughs) I was like, wait, wait, wait. They have like Chanel's like suits from the nineties on auctions. I was like, whoa, that's fucking wild. Cause like (laughs) some of them were going for not, they were not going for a ton of money at all, you know? Yeah. And not that I've ever even wanted to wear a Chanel suit from the 90s, but then all of a sudden I was like, but if I could get it for $400, would I? And I was like, yeah, maybe. Maybe I would wear Chanel suits. (laughs) (laughs) Then I was like just on this whole journey in my mind about just being a lady that wore Chanel suits. Like, (laughs) I don't even fucking know. And I was like, like literally sitting at work and I'm like disengaged from everyone. I'm like, what am I doing why am I living in my head like this? What? Stop. Get back. Like, get it together. Anyway. 
I had to turn the auctions off, you know? You had to turn them off. I had to turn them off. Wait, have you ever heard of t- the tapping thing that people do? Yes, of course I've heard of fucking tapping. Casey, I've done everything. Listen, you didn't hear, you didn't know about spoons. You didn't know shit about spoons. I just told you about that. So spoons I don't know. Spoons isn't like ever. a, spoons isn't like a, like a therapy. It's just like an analogy, just like a way to talk about your shit. It's like, oh, my spoons are, my cups. It's like, also, she didn't invent anything. It's just cups. My cups aren't full. I don't have enough cups. But they're just spoons instead of cups. But so, uh, well, I don't know what you're talking about. But, (laughs) but (laughs) well, like, like you're, (laughs) I don't know, like cups versus spoons. Like spoons are are just spoons. There's lots of spoons and cups. I don't know. I don't know. I'm too tired. But have okay. you ever have you ever tried tapping? That's my question. Ugh, in in these situations. No, but I don't know. I'm gonna sit on set and like tap my forehead. I mean I don't know. I'm doing it right now, guys, in, in case you can't hear. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I just want you to, you know, I want you to find peace. Oh God. I can you know what I really can feel though? I can feel, okay, this is going to sound crazy, but it, if you know me, you know it's not crazy. You know I'm very in touch with my body. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the most in touch with my body, guys. <laughs> I am. I would say I, of people that I know, I am like right on up there with people being yeah. in touch with their bodies. Like, like I'm like can pinpoint things and I'm like, this exact thing. And then I'll go to a doctor and the doctor will be like, this exact thing. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I I know. <laughs> I know. I know. So, so what anyway, do you feel? Well, my sinuses. So I knew I had a sinus infection, even though it was like, wasn't stuffy. There was no reason for me to believe I had that sinus infection. Yeah. Except that I just knew I had one, right? Okay. I can feel like exactly where there's like, a clog in my sinus right now uh, that needs to be nutty potted out. I'm probably going to go do it. And it's disgusting when it happens. Like, ugh, so gross. <sighs> well, we should probably let you do that so that you can it's get also that. just like, it's like four in the afternoon where you are or whatever. And it's like, 10 here and I'm about to fall asleep and I have to wake up early tomorrow and I can feel my sinus pain. Ugh. Also, there's going to be a full moon this week and an eclipse. Right. Yeah. And people wanted to know, should they charge their crystals? Cause it's like a blood moon. I don't think so. I mean, better safe. No. Sorry. Well, listen, what do you mean? Safe like to charge them? No, I'm saying don't charge them if you're Well, it's not it's not about the blood moon, it's about the eclipse. I googled it and um here's the first headline that came up. I I googled blood moon charge crystals and the headline that came up first is what to do if you missed our warning and charged your crystals under the harsh energy of the eclipse and this the blood moon. Saying. This is what I'm saying. Don't do it, guys. <laughs> Just get the fuck out. Don't do In fact, hide your crystals. Do hide your not. wives. Hide your children. Hide your money. Hide remember the salami. That? Remember that? Remember that? Remember that viral yeah. thing? Yes. What was that? And then and then Kimmy Schmidt, that was what Kimmy Schmidt, the opening of Kimmy Schmidt, that was what they like ripped off. Remember? Yes. Or like That's that was my what they were parodying. Brit. 
That's my friend parodying. Parodying. Who's Mike yeah. Britt? What are you talking about? He's the guy in the beginning of Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, really? Saying, yeah. <laughs> They're alive, damn it. It's a miracle. They're alive, damn it. It's a miracle. <laughs> and then it's like it gets auto-tuned. Yes. Redone. Wait, yes. Wait. What's, what is that? Hide your wives? Uh, Antoine Dodson. Hide your kids, hide your okay? wife. I don't know. That's a I good question. If he's okay. Sometimes I think about people. I'm like, are they okay? Also, the grape stomp lady. He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up. All right. So anyway, Antoine Dodson, he's on Instagram. He, I think he, somebody tried to sell the auto tune of his, his uh, newscast as an NFT. And he, um, he tweeted, I can't believe no one bid on the hashtag bed intruder song on NFT virals just uh, five days ago. So he's all right, but his NFT didn't sell. No. And he can't believe it. I can't either. <laughs> to be honest, hide your wife, hide your kid. Oh my gosh. I mean, Jesus. He wasn't wrong. No, he wasn't wrong. And speaking of which, I guess I got to go take care of a child as well now. So we love you. We'll talk we to you soon. Sorry, this was a disaster. <laughs> Don't apologize. What? What's to apologize? We did. I don't know. We tried. Something. We did fine. Yeah, we tried. Something. We tried. We tried something, and we'll be back next week trying something else. Well, just keep trying, guys. We're trying our best. All right, guys. We love you. Bye. Oh, no.